0: all right shall we do a show i think so uh we've got a lot as always to talk about never enough time to do it i'll try not to talk too quickly sometimes it goes but that's not me that's like a i i guess a a buffering issue hopefully we don't buffer too much today and we'll get uh this healing started we've got jamie schwartz uh joining us from trinity another trinity school of, of natural health graduate showing you the way a pathway to actually care for people and be supported in your efforts to work and and get compensated. Yes, I know you can do that. Check out Trinity school. We're going to talk to uh, Jamie about her journey, which is great. Also uh, doctors that have been slammed as dangers for speaking out and questioning the sanctity, if you will, of COVID jabs are now pushing back. There's one particular one suing a hospital that criticized her for it. She's suing them for 25 million. This is a good pushback. Facebook is considering easing restrictions for what they call COVID misinformation. What is going on here? This is a weird day. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, Do you text your kids for dinner? (laughs) But first and foremost, unfortunately we've got to use the F word. Hide the kids. We've got to use the F word today on the Roberts. No, it's not the one you think it's F a U C H I just as bad, but we'll open with that. Stand by. Tell your friends, share the show, robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room. And we'll get, yeah, let's get this healing party started right about now.
1: The Robert Scott The Bell Robert show. Scott Bell Show.
2: I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again.
1: Well, you know, again, it's uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. You're you're asking me questions. You're talking about the CDC is the public health agency Mm -hmm. that uses their epidemiologists and their science based approach to make recommendations. It was a decision to make a recommendation to the president. It wasn't my decision that I could implement. And when it became clear that when we had um, community spread, in the country with a few cases of community spread. This was way before there was a major explosion like we saw in the northeastern corridor driven by New York city metropolitan area. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down.
0: Well, there's a uh, Fauci that how old is he? Like he's in the seventies, right? And he still hasn't taken responsibility for pretty much anything that he has done that people would criticize him or question him about, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, but I would do this and this and this, and then I'll change what I say the next day. Is there a a better example for your kids to grow up into responsible adults that, again, take what? Responsibility for their actions. Is it any wonder that we have generations now growing up believing that there's no consequence to their actions because those in government have been beyond, not reproach, but beyond the ability to approach and engage and what cause them to actually be responsible for their actions and to pay the price when they either screw up or, you know, it could be inadvertent. Or in the case of Fauci, we would say malicious intent just because why he wants to have, I don't know, control over his fiefdom, which he's had for what, 40 plus years now at NIAID out of the NIH making more money every year than the president. All this, this president doesn't know if he's making money from China or America or where that's coming from. But you see uh, an example like Fauci as an adult who succeeds and makes big bucks, makes big bank, runs and controls. And also at the end of that statement said, and then I recommended you shut down America. You think about that power. Yep, uh, Mr. President, uh, you need to shut down America. And then the president at the time, Trump, pretty much does it. Now, some people will push back and say, oh, it wasn't Trump. Well, Trump was president. The buck stops with him, does it not? Isn't he a guy in business that said, the buck stops with me? I mean, he didn't say that statement. But in other words, anybody that worked with Trump knows that Trump makes a decision. Now, he can make the decision to rely on people that he shouldn't have. And I think that, if anything, is clear. Whether you like Trump or hate Trump, he relied on people that steered this American ship into the proverbial COVID iceberg. Of course, I've seen arguments that if it comes down to uh, this administration now under Biden, they would redefine an iceberg. So we're not sure if it's an iceberg because we can't confirm the definition of the, the word iceberg or we'll change it to mean something else. So it really isn't that, right? The way they're describing what a recession is or isn't. Or what a woman is or isn't. Or is there even such a thing as a woman? Except when you demand that the next Supreme Court justice has to be a woman. Well, I thought you can't say that. And we, I come to this conclusion that one of the most efficient means by which you can defeat a population that is even irate, angry and upset, that would normally then direct its actions to achieve something better, something different could be kept in such a state of confusion that they don't know where to direct their actions. Like, you know, the the old classic network movie, the network, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Okay, that's one step of the starting point to go, all right, what we got now ain't working. We got to figure this thing out and do something different. Yet, if you can't determine your next course of action with that anger that is righteous, in, in fact, And direct that energy somewhere where you can achieve a genuine shift or change that brings i would say power back to the people but power back to you as an individual to determine your life and and that includes your economic life your ability to do work to engage in business to provide a product or service uh in the marketplace that they said nope shut down and then we had arguments about what do you remember the arguments they were about uh who's essential and who's non-essential And we let them get away with that. What are you telling me? I'm non-essential or, you know, anybody out there, everything that everyone does is essential, certainly at least to them. But then the government gets to determine essentiality. Who gave them that power? Is that in the constitution? No, but we're so dizzy with fear. And I I know this is a collectivist statement as a nation, right? That, That we have let them get away, them who's in government, who controls the government? who's pulling their strings that we don't say, hey you don't have the authority, not going to comply. That's it. Now there were some shining examples, individuals and you know smaller companies and others that pushed back that fought back and that did not comply. But of course the difficulty to move forward in normal business interactions at a time when you're also having to fight something with unlimited funds to fight you, government, bureaucrats, bureaucracies, health departments, governors, it's an untenable situation. So you say, well, what do I do with this anger then, Robert? What do I do? And some people might say, well, being angry, that's not thats not a good thing. You know, we get into new agey concepts of just be fluffy and happy and love anybody no matter what. And believe me, I'm with you on the love thing. We talk about vitamin L here all the time and the divinity of unconditional love. But that's different. That's different than, oh, you must love the people who are capturing and enslaving you, who are driving you to bankruptcy, to abject hunger and poverty. That's not the kind of, oh, I love you kind of thing where you actually engage. It's like, I can't be angry with you because I love you. That is so far from correct. That is so wrong. In fact, that's a deception. You know, if people ascribe to that kind of new age, airy fairy, I love everyone. Again, from a divine, unconditional perspective, yes. But when it comes to engaging in your ability to do that, which you have a birthright to do, I recognize we have people from all over the world listening and watching this show. And some of you are in countries that are still in various degrees of lockdown, shutdown, and masking, and maybe California is one of them, and New York would be another. But in this country where this show originates, at least the foundations were set up To where we could push back and push back on a government that cannot ultimately win on the proclamation that rights are ours by virtue of gifts that are given to us by the government, by government proclamation, or even enshrined in something like the Bill of Rights, which for anybody that is under the impression that the Bill of Rights granted us even one right, much less 10, you're reading it wrong. You don't know the history and those so-called first 10 amendments to the Constitution don't grant us a single right one single right it doesn't grant us the right of speech it doesn't grant us the right of assembly it doesn't grant us the right to petition for redress of grievances it doesn't grant us the right to worship as we see fit it acknowledges that those rights preceded government and that they come from a creator and you you may have a perception of a creator that's different from someone else but God, for lack of a better way to say it at this point, everybody's got their visual name, whatever. This is not about arguing dogma or belief systems within any one religion. An acknowledgement that here in the United States, this is why people strive to be here. This is what the shining city on a hill means. There was a divine connection, there was an acknowledgement of our divinity from the get go. And we find that our neighbors to the north, those of you listening and watching in Canada, the government there, like Trudeau and others, they don't perceive that your rights come from a creator. You you are created of, of government there. You don't have a natural right. Natural rights don't exist according to. Well, I guess you go to the charters of rights and freedom. Maybe you can push back on me in Canada, but look at what happened under COVID and tell me that they were basing it on what you consider a charter of rights and freedoms. Now, I hope and pray that you can find that that it is there, but I don't know of any other government on the face of the earth that was established ordained and established to what defend the rights of the individual that is unprecedented in the history of recorded history of governments. now we've fallen far from that ideal in america as we're scratching and clawing our way back and as i said we've got this anger associated with this opening statement by fauci and there's even more that's going to make it even worse in a moment i say worse but if you hear what this guy is saying making it up as he goes along and getting away with it. At least perception is getting away. Certainly, I don't think there's any criminal sanctions going up against Fauci at the moment. The theory is that if the Republicans take over the Senate and the House, that they can go after Fauci. But you still got you know, a, a so-called Democrat president, and this is part of the Hegelian dialectic, the divide as well, that divide and conquer, conquer all of us. I'd like to say that it'll be different this time, but I'm not delusional. We've seen enough of this before to say, I can't count on it. It'd be nice, but I can't count on it. So what can I count on? What can you count on? Your ability to see through the lies and then act not in a panic because you're angry, which is right, just to be angry right now, or or fearful, even if you're fearful. I mean, there's there's reason for fear as well. Although the fear of falling off of a cliff that you're on the edge is different from the fear of an invisible virus that may or may not exist as they proclaim it. And you may or may not be vulnerable as they proclaim it, particularly for kids. But giving up on our birthright, our connection to the divine and our very own divinity has allowed them to frighten us into various forms of enslavement. And although it may not be as overt as the time in earlier parts of, of American history where the plantations existed and slaves were brought in for that, The enslavement is just, in my perspective, as evil because the claim of ownership of another human being by another human being and or artificial entities, whether they be corporations or incorporated governments, is still evil. It's still ownership that is tantamount to slavery. Now, the difference being is that they codify it in a different way and say, you're really free, but we get to tell you how much you get to keep every year or every day for doing the work, for putting out your efforts, your energy, your talent, your ingenuity, your mind, all of those things. We, we own it and we'll tell you in a graduated income tax scenario, what you get to keep, which is by the way, one of the key planks of the communist manifesto. And I don't see many Republicans, so-called constitutional conservatives speaking out against that. It's only a matter of tweaking around the edges. Let's see if we can reduce those rates as opposed to wholesale recognition that it's socialism, that it's slavery, that it's ownership of you. If it if it proclaims that it can keep some, it's the opposite being true. It keeps it all and says, this is what we'll let you keep. These, no, these are very important distinctions to make as we go in and say, what do we expect of a Republican-controlled House and Senate coming up? Will it be a rollback on, on some of the mandates? Sure, that's good. We could argue that's good. Will it be a wholesale You know what? We've abandoned completely the foundations of American governance since the Declaration of Independence, the initial Articles of Confederation to the Constitution, and go back and not. I don't know that we said, do we scrap it because we're not paying attention to it and rewrite it? I don't think people have the intelligence that our founders did and their knowledge of history and government, by and large, with very rare exception. And this is not me arguing for the rulership of the few that know over the many that don't, but it's a recognition that if there was the common law present and that there were justice present, that is everybody getting what they deserve, then kind of like the concept of an armed society as a polite society, the recognition that if you cross somebody, you risk immediate retribution. Now the illusion of course, by not having immediate retribution, even if we try to say you have the right to a speedy trial of your peers, which we know that's, I don't know, does that happen much anymore? The illusion that there is no retribution, that there is no justice. In other words, if something is wrong, it's done. The only people who ever pay for it are the people that can't, they don't have much or anything. They can't defend themselves against the power of state, federal, and local agencies that are applying rules and regulations that nobody understands anymore because there are millions of pages of this stuff now and it isn't rooted in the concept of the common law do all you have agreed to do contract law and do not encroach on other persons or their property thank you richard mayberry whatever happened to justice the idea that you know you don't violate people's right to life liberty and property which doesn't come from the government right government was instituted among men what to protect those rights and we're so far removed from that. I, You know, this is where I'm going with the Fauci thing, because on one level, it's a reality, it's a righteous anger to look at that guy and go, dude, this guy, you know, you could say evil and I wouldn't argue with you. At the same time, it's like being angry with Fauci, what does it lead to in terms of correction, course correction? If indeed the election is not overly rigged this time, And the republicans do take over the house of the senate you still got to deal with democrats presidents or whatever or you know the vice president becomes the president who says my my pronouns and i'm wearing a blue skirt or shirt i i it's just embarrassing isn't it come on democrats anybody else looking at that going oh yeah i'm so proud of that there are people that do that it's just it just if you've seen this kamala Paris thing. I don't know if Super Donna, you've seen that, but good lord, it's embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. And when she speaks, she utters words that mean nothing. That repeat sentences that you're like, "I say that again."
3: I saw a video this morning. It must be the one you're talking about. She's sitting there and she's like welcoming a bunch of people there, and she's like, "You know, all in masks." I am the vice president. They're all in masks. Yes. My, pro- oh, my man, well, I don't know what's going yeah. on with my camera today, but uh, yeah, you're freezing up. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm my my preferred pronouns are she, her, and I'm yeah. wearing a blue suit." And I was yeah, just like,
0: "Are are we talking to a to romper room here?" <clears throat> well, here's what I person? here's
3: here's what I didn't understand. I mean, I understand the whole pronoun thing. Yeah. But why did she have to say she was wearing a blue suit? What what is that about?
0: Well, it's a good question. I, yeah, I'm I wearing a
3: blue suit. No kidding. We can see. It's, it's not about like it was... not
0: having anything to say because when she says stuff, she repeats it in different ways and ends up saying nothing. Yeah. So you, I don't you know. see where I am today with the that Fauci opening. I don't, go ahead and play the second Fauci clip because it's this here's wholesale cloth making this up as he goes and, and and at
3: the same time doubling down
0: and doubling down at the same time. It's if like, I knew in 2020 <laughs> what I know now. We
1: would do a lot differently Mm -hmm. we know now two and a half years later that anywhere from 50 to 60 percent of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms either someone who never will get symptoms or someone who is in the pre-symptomatic stage had we known that then the insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm and there would have been much much more stringent uh restrictions in the sense of very very heavy encouraging people to wear masks physical distancing or what have you
0: this guy is 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 just one delusion shy of just i don't know flying straight to hell he doubled down on it would have been more stringent more mask mandates and despite the fact that all of the evidence shows that you can't filter out something as small well, as your proclaimed virus or spike protein with uh, uh, you know a, a mosquito net with uh, holes as big as a, a buffalo you know
3: what i what i'm i'm thinking about it, and i look i understand the whole you know what it is that you're saying about uh asymptomatic transmission and stuff like that although Do you
0: understand it what are you gonna say about it
3: although I know you and I had kind of some differences of opinion yeah throughout this thing when it came to mm-hmm. covid which I believe I got by the way and I got the nasty one
4: mm-hmm
3: of, right you know how come i couldn't have gotten the omicron you know god dang i had to yeah, get the i had to get the were, delta yeah. but in any case um in my opinion because you know in the beginning when this whole thing started they were trying to, to come up with numbers remember that yeah oh well you know the mortality rate is blah 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 blah, blah. and i was just like you're full of crap mm-hmm. there is no way you could even know what the mortality rate is because you don't know how many people are even infected at this point and the point that I made was that you know I in my opinion I think I was proven right uh, is that there were way more people that had gotten infected than they, they knew. The only way, the only way they could come up with numbers was by these tests that they had, right? right, right. So we we had ten thousand tests and we te- tested ten thousand people and we showed this many people uh, are, are have been infected. But it's like the only way you know is by the number of tests that you give. Mm-hmm. There are just millions of people in this country and if people are were asymptomatic there's no way you would know that they had it because they aren't going to get tested why would they get tested right i wasn't sick i'm not going to get tested right so in any case for him to say that well you know if i knew then what i know now it would have been very stringent restrictions and i'm thinking what more would you have done Mm -hmm. i mean think about it you locked down the entire country
0: yeah, what well, I mean, honestly, would he you, imprison us in our houses? Is that where he was going with this?
3: You, you refused service to people if they weren't wearing a mask. You forced people to do this stuff. What more stringent? I mean, what would you have done? Tanks in the streets, police on every corner. Yeah, you almost did that. In some places, it was almost like that. You know, you had people fighting people. Uh, you know, in the, on the subway because they weren't wearing a mask, or they were. You know, it's it was. What would you mean more stringent? What what would that have looked like?
0: Exactly. Well, I, I'm coming back onto the uh, asymptomatic transmission. On what? I know because you're boring. By. Go ahead. I know it's boring, but it's still a, a <laughs> critically important part of the lies that he's du- even doubling down on, and then he'll deny he said that one day. You know that. Yeah. That's that's his M O. And so I came back to you know all the things that I I didn't plan to share today, as in the opening, it's it kind of stimulated this thought in me, is like people look at this and go there is no justice. Tell me you haven't thought about that super deep, right? You look yeah. at the government and the people and what they do and what they get away with, and you say there is no justice.
3: Yeah, you know I I I don't know about you, but you know um, you know I think about people like George Carlin when we talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of people have become desensitized to it. You know, it's just just how it is. Mm -hmm. There is no, yeah, there is no justice. You know, it's it's government, it's corrupt. Uh, They're going to do what they're going to do, they always get away with it, with very rare exception. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, what do you do? You know, why do you think there are so many people when they do these surveys that don't trust? Government, period. They don't trust Congress. Congress has has a lower rating than axe murderers, you know, as far as. uh, uh, Well, and uh, if you uh, don't
0: trust them, are you a domestic terrorist? Are you smart? Are you intelligent? Are you you critically thinking?
3: Or do you get locked out of your Twitter account, right?
0: Oh, exactly. Did you see that? They locked me out for six hours after announcing that Jeffrey (laughs) Jackson would be on the show the other day.
3: Or whatever. I, I read, Who knows what it was about? I, look, I looked at the the headline. No, it, you know? all
0: they said it was like you violated whatever for bi- COVID misinformation. Spreading
3: misinformation. But mm. all
0: we did was announce the discussion topics. That was the tweet. Here are the discussion. Uh, you topics. You
3: know, the I one know. that I think that they may have zeroed in on was one of the things was vax related deaths.
0: Mm. You can't vax related deaths. Now, yeah. is it
3: COVID misinformation to say that people have died? No, it's not. It's,
0: it's absolutely correct, but it's, it's not information they would like. It's not the narrative that they would like. Now we have a story later on in the show today, talking about Facebook, maybe backing down on the attacks on so-called misinformation or misinformation agents. I'm like, what is going on? It's a weird day. The same time as Fauci stimulates us to anger, perhaps we go, all right, how do we direct it? And that, I don't have an answer for that for each and every one of you, because I think it's different for each of us. And I know that wasn't the poll question of the day in the newsletter, by the way, if you don't get the Robert Scott Bell show newsletter, send, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it right. X-R-S-B, my initials, R-S-B to two, two, eight, two, eight. You'll be plugged into the health, freedom and healing uh, information like nowhere else. There it is. Text two, two, eight two, two, I'm sorry. Text RSB to two, two, eight, two. I'll get it one day. It takes me a while. Uh, and then you'll be plugged into that. And by the way, uh, also the uh, Zeolite deal, the $5 deal has been extended until July 1st or is it 31st of July? I'm sorry. July 31st, end of the month. I think that's right. End of the month. So y- if you didn't take advantage of the $5 deal, if you're listening, Sunday, today is yep. the 27th of July, July 31st is what day? Sunday. So the last day of the month is a Sunday and the 31st by 12 midnight Eastern time U.S. And yes, you can order it in the United Kingdom. Yes, you could order it in Canada. Yes, you could order it in New Zealand. Yes, you can order in Australia too. Five bucks and and maybe other areas in Europe. So check it out. Natural uh, nano-sized zeolite, colloidal zeolite suspension. They've taken out all the bad stuff, left only the good to bind to the bad guys in your body and help usher them out safely without increasing the burden in your body. Never before did we have a deal like that. Five bucks to get started. Nope.
3: And all you got to do, just go to robertscottbell.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, you will see a banner. It looks just like this. If you're listening on the podcast, it's it's in the upper right-hand corner. Zeolite Detox Offer. You click on that. That'll take you to the page where you'll get way more information than we even have time to be able to give you here on the show. Yeah. On what it is, why you should get it, and how to get the special deal.
0: Speaking of special deals, dude... Did we have a good time on our AMA yesterday for our patrons? We did. That was the biggest attendance we've ever had. On a weekday? um... Yeah, on a weekday uh, uh, thing. Usually, you know, we try to flip-flop. It doesn't always work that way between a Saturday morning or midday U.S. time and uh, a weekday evening. Last night was a weekday evening. And it was a wonderfully attended event. We had a lot of interaction, a lot of great questions, and some awesome giveaways. We had some giveaways, including... um, but well, there are some pictures of the images. I think it was more than that at one point. It looked bigger than that. on my You know,
3: camera. the video doesn't show everybody. Oh, it doesn't reason. show
0: everybody. Yeah. But there, uh, you'll even see Murdoch, whose idea it was to have it on a Tuesday evening. And I have to say, Murdoch, props. You did great. But we had a lot of fun ribbing each other, too. And at the end of the, the uh, two-hour event, we did a lot of giveaways. I gave away some silver hydrosol from colloidal silver, the uh, sovereign silver sprays, and some sovereign copper And then our buddy Kevin Tuttle donated a couple of books from Peter Bregan. It was great. So we even were able to give away that. And for the first time ever, eight different people won. It was like nobody got a double gift because some people are fast on the trivia questions. So that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. So the video, is that up yet for our patrons? Not yet. It'll be up later on today. Okay. So we'll have it there. Anyway, so uh, it was a lot of fun. And I hope that you'll consider becoming a patron supporter of us. Ah, uh, the next one will be number one hundred, and Superdon promises the next AMA a, a special gift for the number one hundred. So think I know, about We have that.
3: ninety-nine patrons. Oh, we need one more. Yeah, one more.
0: We we'll have hundred. So yeah.
3: whoever signs up and becomes uh, patron number one hundred, I'll give you. A, yeah. I'll send you something.
0: Real quick, want to say a shout out to our friends at OrangeGuard.com. Those of you who have uh, organic gardens, you can use this safely if you're having some pest issues, particularly in the high humidity, high heat southern states. Not only there, but orangeguard.com. It's made from the orange peel, the limonene. It's a distillate. It's a certified organic OMRI certified as well as uh, so safe. I'm not saying to drink it, but I did on the air to show you how safe it was. It is. And you can get it at your local Ace Hardware store. And you can also order it directly by going to orangeguard.com. And I use it. You'll see it in my greenhouse, whatever. But uh, it's a wonderful tool. You can still address the ants and the little moths or the things that you don't like without harming your kids and your pets. It's not harmful to them. So with that, keying up, the Trinity School of Natural Health is is starting up some uh, new classes early August. It's going to be a big group. I hope you're part of it. If not, become part of it. And in addition, we'll all meet together at the Health Freedom Expo October 15th and 16th in Tinley Park Convention Center outside of Chicago. Uh, But to learn more about the Trinity programs, and as well as what happens when you're done taking a class all the way through can you go out there hang a shingle and do some work and help people and get compensated get paid for it yeah jamie swartz says yes and she's also a graduate of trinity jones just now on the robert Bell show jamie welcome
2: hi thanks for having me how are you today
0: oh well i'm a little bit fired up obviously about a lot of things going on as we all could and should be if we're healthy enough being fired up is not bad but it's a question of how do we direct that energy in a positive way so that we are better for it not degraded for it or 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 loss of energy so how do we sustain it and of course when we talk body mind spirit we think trinity school and you've been through it so how did you find out about trinity and tell me a little bit about your backstory to get get there yeah
2: so my husband and i we began looking for natural remedies natural alternatives to health when um there was a chain of events that happened in our family uh, re- regarding vaccines actually our first child received her 9 month old flu shot mm. and was hospitalized for 24 hours after that was very very sick and then our second child went on she seemed pretty healthy and went through sh- vaccines we kind of told ourselves after that situation with our first daughter we said oh we'll we'll hold off on the flu shot no more flu shot but we'll you know we were very we were young parents and we were like we're going to do what the doctor says and we thought well we'll just um, stick with the regular vaccine schedule, but no more flu shots for us. We were leery of that. And then our daughter, like I said, second daughter seemed to do okay until after short window after her five-year-old vaccination, she began turning white like Michael Jackson. She was diagnosed with vitiligo uh, very soon after a five-year-old vaccination. But at the time, we didn't make the correlation. We, we did not make the correlation. We just thought, oh, she has this thing didn't pay attention to the timeline, how close Mm. it was to the vaccine. And then our third child received his two-year-old vaccinations and unfortunately um, got very sick, like we had seen with our daughter with the flu shot. And not only did he get very sick, but he lost all of his words that he had had prior to the shot. Like before that he had been saying like, mama, dada, bye, Mm. hi, bus, and just couldn't say them within like 24 hours. Mm. And that led to a year and a half of trying to get his words back and intense, Speech therapy, and fortunately, he did get his words back. But it was not without a lot of suffering on our end and his end. You know, he was very frustrated.
0: Did you? I mean, at that point, I'm thinking you're not going back to the same doctors if you're starting to make the link between the childhood vaccine schedule and this. You got to no. Actually, I called. Where do I get help? You know,
2: right? So I called the doctor back and I said, you know, he's he's running a fever. He's like not really super responsive. Like his breathing's okay, but he's not super responsive. And they're like just watch him through the night. He'll probably be okay. At that point, honestly, what was going through my mind was I was scared to even go back to that doctor to get them to even help me with what they had essentially done to him. And so at that time, we just started looking for, you know, what what do we need to do to help them where we are now? Like at that point we were like, okay, we need to stop. I was pregnant with baby number four. It's like, okay, we've had enough, you know? And so what we started looking into vaccine injury, that's when we realized autoimmunity. And that's when we started putting the timeline together on our second daughter. So here we mm-hmm. had three children who had all had different reactions.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, and so um, fortunately, our son's words all came back within like a year and a half. And that was good. But I was still on the hunt. How was mm-hmm. I going to help my daughter who had autoimmunity? And uh, like you said, I didn't even I had been to all these doctors, I was searching Mm -hmm. And um, every dermatologist I took her to was like offering us all these immunosuppressive things. And I didn't know a whole lot at the time, but that just, that didn't set well with me. So Jamie,
0: you're, you're relating this story that so many parents have related and have gone through. You're not alone in this clearly. And you know that, Uh, you know, I'm going to be speaking at the autism one conference because of all the families that had vaccine injured children, particularly it ramped up at the time in the 1990s after the 1986 act Mm -hmm. Uh, that was passed uh, under the Reagan administration at that time to eliminate liability for manufacturers that produce these products that are then soft mandated into existence. You don't know you can't, you know, you don't know you could say no, according to the doctors, the school system, they don't tell you all the options you have, even though we've lost some of those options in certain states. But your background, there's nothing in your background that you've related to me that was health care, you know, healing, natural or otherwise, other than You went to doctors like most of us did growing up. We didn't know any better. Those were the Mm -hmm. authorities. If they said it, we believed it and we did it. And so this is the the harsh wake up through our children, if if you will, the injuries to these children that would then lead to not only searching out other, uh, let's say, mechanisms of recovery, but also different viewpoints of health and healing, completely a different paradigm. And maybe at a certain point, did you come across Trinity School?
2: Yeah. So I had what I like to call the divine appointment. I was at a homeschool convention and I met a lady who was a natural herbalist and um, she was selling creams and salves and all these things. And of course, you know, I'm still in that mindset of like, what can I put on this to make it go away? Like I'm thinking, I'm not thinking inner health. I'm thinking outside. What can I put on to suppress this issue? So I was talking to her and she said, have you ever heard of Trinity School of Natural Health? And I said, no, I haven't. And so she was telling me about it and I went home and I looked them up and that was on Saturday. And on Tuesday, my husband and I were in Norfolk, Virginia with all four of our kids in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And he was a trooper. He hung out with the kids for the week while I went to all these classes. And I did 63 in-class hours with Trinity at my first live Trinity event. Mm -hmm. And it was a complete game changer in our household. And I have been so grateful ever since.
0: So you coming from, like we would say, no basic like I'm a healthcare person already. I'm a nurse. I'm a doctor, nothing like that herbalist or anything. You jump into the Trinity coursework and did you feel overwhelmed or was it a good experience where, you know, even though you didn't have a lot of that history, you were like, you were helped to get started. Cause I know there are a lot of people out there in this audience, even that say, you know, I don't really have much of a background, but I have this inclination. I really want to help. I want to do this for my own family, myself, and maybe even do it for others and, and actually change my career path.
2: Yeah. So I I had no no background in it. Um, I had done very little research myself. I had heard about gut health a little bit. I kind of knew about the gut brain connection. But other than that, I just jumped into it. And Trinity was wonderful. They made it very understandable. They broke it all down. Um, their staff is great. They're they're like family when you're going to school there, and they're like family when you leave. They want to see their graduates succeed. I really can't thank them enough for what they've done for us.
0: Well, and the short version of this much longer story, and we've got more time to talk about it, is that you now have your own natural health practice It's called Simplistic Holistics. We have it linked up. I think it's on Facebook. I don't know if you have a separate yeah. website or not. But you're a board-certified holistic health practitioner. Um, the programs you went through, uh, did you only go through one at Trinity, the whole thing uh, along intense? Did you do a, a number nope. of them? Which ones you did?
2: I've done three. I've done the CNHP, the certified natural health practitioner. Mm-hmm. I finished that one, went on to do the naturopathic doctor, traditional naturopathic doctor back when they had that program. Mm-hmm. And then I finished the certified nutritional consultant most recently.
0: That is so awesome. I, again, folks, I, I think G- Jamie is a living example of if you've le- lived your home, and here is that, yeah, you'll see it if you're watching on screen, Simplistic Holistics, Jamie Swartz, traditional naturopath. This is not an allopathic naturopath. This is not someone who does drugs and surgery and injections. This is about body, mind, spirit. And to see what Jamie has accomplished, and of course motivated a lot by you know the the things that we could, some would say tragedies, depending on the severity of it, but it's all you know, Ooh, it's not pleasant. You know, when these kids are harmed, we didn't know better. But when we do know better, we must do better. And Jamie, this is, again, my, ins- I'm inspired by you because you began to learn things you didn't know, just as I did in my life, and began to do better. And now you're actually out there helping people. And just from the stake of an economic interface here, for people to understand, you're actually out there and people are giving you stuff <laughs> to help them, right? You're actually bringing things in to support your own family. Is that correct? Yeah.
2: Yep, that's right.
0: And I, and I know here you talk about simplistic. I'm just being very simplistic about this. I want people to understand that this isn't just about, oh, I'm going to go off, take these courses and never do anything with it. Now, you have that option with anything in life. But many of you maybe are getting this thing bubbling up and going, I know the healthcare system is a disaster. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait till these doctors and nurses learn the stuff I want to learn. I'm going to go out there and learn it. And begin to help now welcome if you are a doctor if you are a nurse and we talk about that you're welcome at Trinity as well but the point is there's a wide variety of starting points and everybody is benefiting by this and now you're able to help not only your own family your kids do better your community where you are locally I don't know if you're also doing online consults as well but tell me a little bit about more how you do how you help people
2: yeah so I do do online consults and um, sometimes most of my people are in person I actually rent space in a chiropractor's office, and um, most of her clients, she specializes in um, like pre, uh, like peripartum and postpartum and pregnancy. So that's most of her clients are moms. And so that's where most of my clients come from. They come through her office and they hear about me and then they come and talk to me. They're like, hey, what's, what's going on with all this natural stuff? I want to know more about this. I want to know how to support my family naturally. Mm-hmm. And so I let them come in and they pick my brain.
0: <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, they're not looking anymore to say, hey, Jamie, are you a medical doctor? Are you a nurse? How do you know? They're like, I've been down that road just like you have, Jamie. I want something that will actually help me. I don't believe or perceive that I have a deficiency of toxic poisons approved by the FDA, and you're not treating disease. I don't want you to treat disease. I want you to help my body to do what it's designed by God to do, body, mind, spirit. And I know that there are people that you might need to hold your hand a little as they're entering in it because they've already been chewed up and spit out by the other side of the profession, if you will, the allopathic side that— doesn't look holistically, doesn't really learn about nutrition in their coursework because of the Flexner report of 1910 wiped out any options, but drugs. And so more people are waking up to this reality as you did. And the people that you can help, you'll be shocked, including maybe medical professionals will be coming what? to you and going, Hey, I don't know about this. Can you help me out? This is awesome. Now this isn't about being better or worse than anybody. That's not what I'm saying, but meeting the needs that we even maybe didn't know we had that are being met holistically not toxicologically. And, and so I'm just, you know, these are the things that have been emerging over the years, seeing what Trinity has done to provide this. This is a, just an, again, inspiring story, Jamie. I'm loving hearing about your journey. Uh, and and in terms of your kids now you have what, four to 17 years of age now.
2: Yep. Yep. Five kiddos, four to 17.
0: Now of course the 17 year old, my, my daughter's 17, my son is 22. How engaged are they? Because this has been a transition they've witnessed in their life where they are cognitively capable of saying, Hey, mom's changing There's stuff. That oh, yeah. we're doing differently than when we used to do it. How has that from a mom to kid relationship been? I'm, I'm yeah. curious about that as well as a parent.
2: So my daughters just went to church camp mm-hmm. and while they were there, everybody got really sick mm-hmm. and they were calling me so I, they, we were, I was like that mom is what they were saying because I sent them with their homeopathic kit and they had all their supplements and they had their cell salts and they <laughs> they had all these things. yeah And it was kind of funny because it, when they left, they were like, Oh mom, I can't believe you're sending all that stuff. But while they were there, they needed it. And they were calling me and they were saying, okay, what do I do now? And like, they knew who to call and, but they know how to use a lot of that stuff themselves. And mm-hmm. they were going in to the nurse's station and getting the things that they needed when they needed them. So,
0: yeah, I remember when my daughter was younger, you know, with the summer camp, we did the same thing. We provided the homeopathic remedies, the silver gel for first aid stuff and gave them all the instructions and she did great. But the engagement is interesting because my kids were raised in this because I was already at that state before we had kids. But I'm just, you know, curious as to, you know, the transition, right? Was there a lot of battles about it? Or were you able to engage even intellectually at the teen years to say, this is what I'm changing, this is why we're changing? Because I think this is an important thing, not only if you're a holistic health provider, if you will, of any kind to engage in that way with people coming for you for help, but your own family members, the young, the next generation, don't think that they're not watching, but don't assume that they know why you're doing what you're doing to try and give them a little bit more detailed background so they make decisions in consciousness as opposed to, mom did that, I don't know why, we just did it. And then of course they stray from it because there was no basis to understand why these decisions were made.
2: Yeah, so they do take to it. Like my oldest, she had blood sugar issues when all of this began and we were you know, changing everything. And now she knows, she's like, I can't eat like that. I can't eat that junk. When she came home from camp, she's like, I I have to eat better, I I can't eat like that. It makes Mm. me feel bad, you know? At first we did have a, we did have pushback, you know, they wanted to eat all that junk stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it still creeps in and it's like, it's a journey, right? And you're always like reevaluating and reassessing and saying, okay, it's time to pull back and pull these things out. And you know, we need to start over. But um, it's kind of like I say, like, we're like going off into the weeds and we need to like, bring it back on, on track. But they do that, and they, they realize, like, I don't feel good, and I feel better on this stuff. And, and honestly, the number one thing that I thought would be the hardest thing to cut out, because we mm. were pop drinkers before, yeah. that was the easiest thing to get rid of. All of our kids, they know they don't drink pop.
0: Yeah, It's if not a problem. If you're listening right now and you're in Georgia, it's Coca-Cola. Yeah. Talk about Coke, right? We talked about it. It was Coke. Everything was a Coke yes. or you know Pepsi, but pop. That's a Midwestern thing. Everybody has yeah. the English vernacular, American English vernacular. It's different where you grew up. You know, you say pop, I know kind of where you're from. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I grew up on those sodas as well. And for me, it was an, an addiction. I could feel the cravings even two years out from when I started cleaning my diet up as a young adult. And I could feel like this chemical attraction to it, even though now it's like it's repulsive. But I I, I get these addictions. Now, the opportunity you've given for your children, of course, the younger ones, it, it transitioned at earlier age, but to learn about their bodies, to learn that symptoms mean things and that they come back to that conclusion to say, mom, the food. I got to get back to that because she knows there's a relationship. Whereas the average American kid has no earthly idea that what they're eating matters and that it's impacting on these symptoms and these tummy aches, et cetera. So they never know because the parents don't know. And so then they give them a drug, they take them to the, you know, the, the doctor, they get drugs on and on it goes, the cycle repeats and we've got to break the cycle and you're doing it. And you know, the, the journey you've been on, as I said, it's not, unique per se, in terms of the injuries we've seen among many children and now generations due to allopathic care. And I'm not even saying that the doctor meant to give, do harm to your kids. That's not, I don't even think you believe that. But the point is in their ignorance or in their just blind belief and faith in not really a religious practice, but a medical practice that has a cult, like demands, cult, like devotion. Uh, we end up sacrificing kids inadvertently and then kudos again to you. not going into a dark place instead saying you know what i'm going to do better i'm going to figure this out and do better and that's the inspiration we all need here now by the way august 8th is the next startup at trinity for a number of their programs including health coach uh certified natural health professional certified holistic health practitioner we've got uh thank you honey i got my tea oh i got my organic tea get me through the next hour here. Uh we got let's see certified traditional naturopath still there, uh or aromatherapy, biblical coach, biblical studies, holistic fitness, Lyme specialist, mind body integration. If you go to trinityschool.org, we have it linked up in the show notes every day. Uh there's a, a programs and a list of what's starting up and uh, it's one of the bigger startups and I know with quote unquote inflationary pressures you want to get started sooner rather than later. We know what's happening in the Federal Reserve note dollar. There's also the Trinity live event. Have you, you said you've been to one of the Trinity live events?
2: Yes. Um, mine, I went to one back when there was the old program, but mm-hmm. I also have done a few other live events since then. So
0: they're awesome. I, I was able to get to one or two now, I think, but it's <laughs> happening September 16th, 17th and 18th in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's where we had the red pill expo, by the way, recently. Uh, and everybody who's a graduate or a student of Trinity and even from other naturally focused schools can come to this event now and uh it's a wonderful opportunity you go to trinityschool.org slash events slash trinity dash live and then we have the trinity health freedom expo you've been to the health freedom expos have you yes I think? yeah because I, yes. I, I do recognize you i yeah. must have run into you there yes, and you uh there's going to be this year a panel discussion which i always love moderating on health freedom and then the second panel discussion is about electronic smog we need to know more and more about 5G and other EMF uh, uh, stressors on our body. That's something we can't really talk enough about. I think it's the the missing element in a lot of our physical ailments because it's invisible. We don't think, but we've got to retrain our thoughts and say, yes, this is a very, very big uh, stressor on our bodies. Uh, we also have living passionately with emotion code. My friend, Dr. Bradley Nelson is going to be there. Brad's amazing. And you can go to TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com to sign up become an exhibitor. If you've got goods or services, that would be really great for that or uh, to attend with all of us. And Jamie, are you going to be there this time?
2: I don't know if I'm going to make it this time. I have I a know. lot going on in September, but we'll see.
0: Well, well the, <laughs> October one, the October one will oh, be the, October Expo, one. the health Yeah,
2: No, I might be at that one. I might. Okay. Yeah.
0: That would be awesome. Uh, so uh, other stories, do you have anything that jumps out as far as to think back of where you started to where you are now, actually helping people and people are compensating you to get help from you. I think it's the coolest thing. I it's just like, maybe I'm yeah. just like overly excited about all this, but I see that I see hope for the future.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, when I think back to where I was, I, I'm not even like a shell of the person that I used to be i um, completely different. I educate people everywhere I go. I'm sure my family's totally sick of it. I, I know they are like my extended family. They're like, Oh, boy, there she goes again. But they call me when they need something. And then just this past week, I saw two nurses in my office, you know, they came in and uh, talked to me about their own personal health. And they they both said, we need to go over these foundational things. They said, you're right, it's simple. But this is what we're not doing. And they both you know, said, I'm not doing this in my life. And I need to think about what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, how much sleep am I getting? You know, what does my digestion look like? All of those kinds of things. And it's just really neat to be able to help people. It's really neat to be able to bring the perspective to of like, I do RBTI testing in my office. And it's really neat to like, introduce those kinds of people who are in that, you know, medical profession to things like RBTI and balancing body chemistry. Because when your body count chemistry is balanced, you're going to heal and maintain your health better.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey Jamie not to put you on the spot, but no. did you ever say to one of these nurses? Oh, by the way, you know that Trinity school I went to you could go there, too.
2: I did actually <laughs> Actually, I did and I, I actually also met with someone in the parking lot whose husband was a nurse practitioner and she mm-hmm. said You know, he's interested in some, doing some natural things and I said he should go totally go to Trinity He should totally go to Trinity and he could change the world like mm-hmm. so many other people from Trinity are
0: doing so awesome. So how has your husband been on this journey? Did he all go through it, or is this is your thing, and he's supporting you to do that as well as whatever he does?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's he definitely supports me. hundred yeah. percent. He supports me in everything. He, he does a lot of things like he's changed to distilled water. He's mm-hmm. on board with going to bed earlier. Now his <laughs> diet, that might be another story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a realtor, so he's on the road a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. So That's, you he's, know, yeah, grab crazy. and go kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you got to plan ahead for that. Uh, and, you know, as I said, um, on my journey, uh, I switched over at a time, you know, 1990 was when I started eating cleaner and, and started my journey to detox my liver and all the things I learned about supplements and, and herbs and all of this and suddenly i wasn't able to just go and drop in at a fast food restaurant for my calories and so at that point i had to change my lifestyle a bit maybe a lot and start packing my own food everywhere i went until i knew i could get to something that i that would be supportive of my body like your kids learning that when you put this kind of food in and you feel bad it's not an accident it's not a random act it's a link there's a causal link there to where, you know, people say, well, how come you eat that way? I'm like, well, because I like feeling really good. I like feeling great. I like winning the challenges of the week at the gym in my mid fifties and whooping up on 20 somethings and 30 somethings. <laughs> I do, I like it, but I'm okay That's with not great. winning. it. just, it's just an inspiration in a sense to, well, certainly to me, knowing my history, I can remember back, even though I trudged and powered through a lot of my ailments, but to not have to power through that and just focus on just pushing the body to be as healthy as it can be, it's a, it's a thrill and it's fun. And then if I'm going to be a, a, what I call a living example for others, right, not a hypocrite, I've got to speak about these things and I've got to do them. It's not my nature to go do this and I'm out there doing that. And if I was, and I always say Super Don and my wife would both, would both call me out on it. There's no way I could get away with it. Not that I want to, but the point is what you're doing as well is becoming and have become a living example for your family, your kids and your community and also hanging a shingle working with the local doctor of chiropractic which is a great combination and i'm i'm seeing more and more cooperation among the various health professions because of covid to where we're going to start expanding and the welcoming in of trinity graduates even more so or the welcoming in to trinity from the medical and others and even the chiropractic world to learn things that they didn't learn in their schooling It's an exciting time. It genuinely is in the midst of, as I opened the show about being angry about Fauci, this to me is so much better to talk about this. I love this. So thank you, Jamie, for being on. And by the way, is your husband's last name Swartz? It is. Did did anybody ever say, may the Swartz be with you? I know it's not exact.
2: (laughs) Yep. We've heard that a few times. (laughs) Was it a
0: variation of Schwartz to Swartz when like his ancestors came over at the Statue of Liberty or anything?
2: I don't know. I don't think so, but. But maybe, I don't know. Because
0: my <laughs> last name from my ancestry was a Polish name, Belitsky. And at Ellis Island, they cut it down to Bell and I became a wow. Bell or my ancestors became that in the early 20th century. Uh, so that's an interesting backstory. <laughs> that's why I, I was just curious. You ask your husband about that next time. I okay, know I that. will. <laughs> or maybe we can meet him at the Health Freedom Expo if he comes Yeah,
2: that'd me. be great. He'll definitely be with me if I'm there.
0: Well, that would be awesome. So what kind of uh, uh, other insights in the few minutes we have left or maybe perspectives on people that are kind of, thinking about, you know, Hey, Jamie did that. I was thinking about that. this Trinity thing. What, what, what's your, what's your message?
2: You know, I think it's just, first of all, if we're not, well, we're not going to do anything else well. And so I think that it's important to realize that this is a huge investment. It's not a fi- It is a financial investment, but it's mm. not going to have a financial return, but it is going to pay in, in large dividends in your future. I mean, for sure. I mean, I've, j- I've seen it completely, completely mm-hmm. change my family. We have a whole new perspective. I mean, now my three-year-old runs around and says, can I have my enzymes? You know, <laughs> after, or my four-year-old, after she eats. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, just looking at her little life and how it's different than how, mm-hmm. like, my oldest was, um, it, it it's crazy how our, our family has changed. And, and you will not regret it. There's There's mm-hmm. just no way you would regret it.
0: No I, I I'm inspired even more by meeting you here officially on the show and sharing your story like I said this is the kind of thing I want people to realize it's not just something you do and then never do again it's information you integrate into your life and your lifestyle and then even if you don't hang a shingle if it's just you know as you said you're that mom suddenly now the community moms or the moms from uh, the camp right there are calling you and going I heard that you know this and someone else so <laughs> and it becomes a word of mouth issue and you know, I think that in a, in a, uh, if we talk about some of the things that we may be facing economically, you know, this is not me predicting it, but just acknowledging there are ebbs and flows to the economy as well. Sometimes it's artificially induced. What is a value? What do you have that you have that is valuable? And Maybe you have gold and silver, or maybe you, you know, but what if you have a skill to help people who are ailing when they all realize that the medicines that they relied upon, they either can't get or don't want anymore and they know that you're there with knowledge that they don't have, now you have a marketable skill in a time where things have shifted. We may not be there yet. Some people say, we don't. I don't have to do that yet, but don't start when you have to, it's way late. So I'm telling you, get this education process started now and you'll be ready and you'll be valuable, more valuable than most of the medical community outside of emergency trauma interventions some of which we used to know back on the frontier in the range in our homes, log cabins, we could do first aid stuff because it was part of the responsibility of being human and having other humans. And we need to engage in all of those things. And uh, I'm just thrilled to be able to help out in that in any way. And Jamie, I'm grateful that you would join us and, and share your Trinity journey as well.
2: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a great time.
0: Yeah, and tell your kids, I think you're awesome. Just in case they have a bad day and they go, Mom, (laughs) I don't want to do it. Say RSB said I'm awesome.
2: Okay, I'll tell them for (laughs) sure. Not that 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 carries weight
0: with them, but I I love that over the years we found families with kids have been listening to this show now for years and they've grown up with a knowledge of uh, nutrition and homeopathy and natural health and they can see through some of the, or maybe a lot of the propaganda because of what we're doing here and what you're doing in your family. So thank you for all that you're doing here and there. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's Jamie Swartz, and uh, she's got a great little uh, practice there, if you can call it that, Simplistic Holistics. It is a natural health practice in a chiropractic office, and we have that linked up in the show notes today at robertscoutbell.com. If you'll sign up by texting RSB, my initials RSB, to 22828, you can be part of the newsletter each and every day. We blast out great information and news Super Don is putting out there, and uh, you'll also know about upcoming events like the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. And other things, including Nutritional Frontiers, is hosting me and Tracy Straub, also a Trinity graduate. Uh, we have Judy Mikovits and Len Brankowitz, as well as Jamie Dorley from Nutritional Frontiers, hosting a wonderful education event Saturday, August 6th. That's the next one up, and that'll be in Pittsburgh, PA. I understand it may have sold out for the in person tickets, but wherever you are, you can stream it live and you can get those tickets online at nutritionalfrontiers.com. And uh, we look forward to seeing I certainly look forward to seeing you there and for anybody that can't be there on the Zoom uh, link or whatever it is that they pipe into that. So anyway, thanks again to Jamie as well. And thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health for all of their support of health, freedom and healing liberty. And remember, Trinity Health Freedom Expo. If I can fit it in, there's a good news story about chocolate. I know nobody likes to talk about good news and chocolate, do they? (laughs) we're going to get to that. I think I have to to cram that one in because I I like those stories better than the Fauci stories by far. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the doctors pushing back on their restriction of freedom of speech, their accusations that they were disinformation and misinformation agents, as we all should be pushing back on that. And why, oh, why would the social media network known as Facebook want to stop? How would we say, or reduce their policing of the social media networks for misinformation? What is that? Does that mean we're going to get unbanned if we get banned? What does that portend for Spotify where we're banned on Spotify? What does that portend for? That video service called, you know what? And I'm not even going to say that we've been banned on for quite some time. We'll see where the trends are going next. And I'd love to hear from you in the chat room. If you're watching there at robertscottbell.com slash listen. In the meantime, just a few minutes, we'll be back at it. The power to heal is yours.
1: Robert Scott Beljo. Robert Show. Scott Bell Show.
0: Well, that was just the healing balm B-A-L-M I needed after opening, having to be about Fauci and all that stuff. So thank you, uh, Jamie Schwartz, for that. Thank you, Trinity, for uh connecting us. That was wonderful. And a great story of what I've been trying trying to say. I can't say it as well as Jamie did. This is her journey. And this is your journey. Is it leading you down that road to healing? We need more healers. We won't have enough healers, maybe ever. And I mean that healers that are not focused on poisoning you. We can poison you back to health. Straight to hell, maybe. I mean, honestly, there's a place for those medicines, but very, very limited relative to where it is now. We have been corrupted as a culture by believing that we can poison our way back to health. And even if your doctor is the nicest, sweetest person in the world, their training is a handicap on your ability, in many cases, to actually get well and stay well. They are not trained for that. Now, there are people in the medical professionals, uh, sciences, whatever, that have gone beyond their training to do wonderful things. And we feature those folks here. I'm not antagonistic with them. Not at all. I think there's a place for all of it. But the point is in freedom. And in freedom, yeah, there can be even allopathic naturopaths and traditional naturopaths. And we could all get along. It's like, this is my training. This is your training. This is what I do. This is what you do. But again, economic monopolies and the imperative to dominate the marketplace by monopolists. That's not a holistic principle at all. That's an idea that you want to imprison people and restrict people to only one way of doing something. And you even want to restrict those people doing those things like being doctors to not innovate, to maintain, let's say, one limited viewpoint that can never shift unless it's shifted from above. And we say, oh, we got a new drug, a new a new way to poison the population. Now we want you to prescribe that said the old way to poison the population because this one's more profitable again in freedom. Those systems would collapse of their own weight, but we haven't had a free market for healthcare care in this country in a long, long time. And Benjamin Rush, fit signer of the Declaration of Independence, physician of George Washington, warned us about it. I'm not even going to give his quote, but those of you who remember it, but he was prophetic in predicting what, what would happen. And we've, we've hit the end of that cycle. I mean, they can keep trying to clamp down through COVID fear and monkeypox fear and then Marburg and whatever. But I think that enough of you are saying no, as evidenced by even the latest Kaiser survey, which we referenced yesterday, about 40% instead of 80%. And up 40% of parents don't want to get the jab. But in reality, it's probably closer to 80% because it might be now four percent of those youths, really young youths, remember that youths, youths, infants. Toddlers as well, uh, six months to five years of age are getting the jabs, the COVID jabs that there is no deficiency for at any age, by the way, at any age. So let's see where we go this hour. Super done. I don't think we have any uh, clips and whatever, but uh, just very happy to go to happy places, (laughs) even though we acknowledge there are places that are not so happy. (laughs) You want to go to your happy
3: place? Yeah, hopefully
0: this is your happy place. This is
3: my you- well, I can tell you what is some people's happy place.
0: What is it? What is it? Um, chocolate. Chocolate. Yes. This was a story I didn't get to get to last hour because I was just too intent on being angry. How can you
3: pass up on this headline? And that's the reason why I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yeah. Why chocolate could just be as good for you as the heart and high blood pressure medication? I mean, swap out your blood pressure medication for chocolate? Who wouldn't no. do that?
0: Well, they're talking about cocoa flavanols uh, that can lower blood pressure, help with arterial stiffness, that also make blood pressure go up, if you will. Uh, so I guess it's a question of what form. Is it like the milk chocolate, sugar sweetened <laughs> kind of chocolate, or is it. Bitter, I don't think crumbly. if you pick up
3: a Snickers, uh, yeah. it's going to help your blood pressure. No.
0: I just want to make sure we delineate that so nobody says, hey, Robert, <laughs> and Cibberdon said I could eat, you know, musketeers <clears throat> <throat> just the it's outside good of it. for me. Yeah. But they did talk about the the trials that have been done as to they don't know uh, whether the cocoa lowers the blood pressure in, in already healthy people, but they talk about it being helpful for those that have higher blood pressure. Uh, and uh, it's the specific higher levels of cocoa, C-O-C-O-A, that are most mm-hmm. beneficial. Now, that, and then they do acknowledge that a lot of these other chocolate bars contain things that may not be beneficial for that. So I think we have to make a distinction here. Uh, this is at the University of Surrey. And I'm just trying to see if there's anything unique or interesting about the specific pathways that they're acknowledging here. Because I don't mind chocolate. I mean, it doesn't, for me, it's not like an endorphin rush to eat it, but I'm like, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I like it. Uh, let's see. I've heard these
3: sort of things before. The question is how? How? What is the? I've never. I mean, other than the fact that you you can go down to the grocery store, and I know they sell these Mm -hmm. um, in the regular grocery stores as well as like the you know like the Whole Foods and the Trader Joe's and stuff. But they sell those chocolate bars, the big chocolate bars, and it's like you know it's like seventy percent, eighty percent, ninety percent, and I guess the higher the percentage, the higher the amount of.
0: Cacao, I think that the, the I, guess, I will call it, right? it this way. I will call it the medicinal value of chocolate. Until proven otherwise. I think now, when you get thing.
3: into like the really hardcore stuff that's like pure good-for-you mm-hmm. stuff, it tastes nothing like picking
0: up a Hershey's bar. Yeah, not not the same thing at all. Right? <laughs> the milk chocolatey goodness of and of right. course, you know, the question of the ingredient quality, I always bring that up. Uh, there are certain compromises in these mass manufacturers, although it's changed, transitioned a lot because you can go into a mainstream grocery store and you'll find certified organic chocolate bars.
3: Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Totally. In, the, in the candy section. Everywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not even uncommon anymore to mm-hmm. find that. So they're all competing for your chocolate dollar. But uh, going for the uh, most uh, medicinal versions of it. Uh, well, and, and that's also
3: happens. that you also have to consider maybe the moral or ethical dilemma. That you can run into in that situation because mm-hmm. everybody's competing against each other to try and mm-hmm. get your dollar. You will have the same company that is selling, uh, you know, nasty GMO crap on on the next aisle mm-hmm. uh, that's also then selling the organic chocolate at the yeah. same time. So if all you care about is getting something good for yourself, then great. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to not give your dollar to Nestle. Mm-hmm. then you have to be a little bit more particular, I guess, on what sure. brand that you're, you're buying, right?
0: It's kind of like the idea of conflict diamonds and chocolate, right? Are, are, are these what some call fair trade, but there are certain fair trades that are not doing certified organic, and I don't even say that's the best. If you know the, the, the growing practices, it could be equivalent or better, but that takes a little bit of research, so we rely to some degree on those standards. By the way, this article was written, uh, the initial scientific article in Frontiers in Nutrition – Came out just uh, in June of this year, 2022. And it says, Assessing variability in vascular response to cocoa with personal devices, a series of double blind, randomized crossover and N of one trials. So they've actually determined this pretty sound in terms of its scientific, uh, uh, let's say, study design. That it seems like there is enough evidence to say, yeah, indeed, these things, but they're not mentioning name brands here. So it's not like just rush out and get Hershey's kisses either. That's not what we're saying. But look into the medicinal side of chocolate. There is legitimacy oh, to it. Yeah, I know. I know. So uh, that's pretty cool. Now, let's see what else we got to cover besides chocolate this hour. Oh, the pushback. Super. D, you know, we were talking about WorldNet Daily yesterday with Jerome Corsi, and then we found this yeah. article. From World Net Daily. we were wondering—is
3: that what inspired you to? I mean, did you like go to World Net Daily or did you find this this article a different way?
0: Did I send this to you, and you said I just found it too at the same time? Was that it, well know?
3: the same story? I had found it on some Houston Chronicle website, and you found it on World Net Daily.
0: Yeah, I, I I was thinking about World Net Daily because I remember back in the day that was a big Jerome Corsi uh, outlet. Oh yeah, and so I didn't even know, and there there it was. I think the headline reads: Doctor punished for criticizing COVID vax. Sue's hospital for $25 million. And I can hear Dr. Evil going, wow, but (laughs) it's not, it's the hospitals that are doing. She's trying to get her reputation back. She says, they implied I was dangerous, which as a physician, it leaves a permanent scar on your record. And I think there are a lot of physicians that have done, I believe the right thing in calling it out, despite the risk to their reputation and or practice ability and license. And they should be pushing back on these hospitals. These hospitals are, you know, just they're multinational conglomerates at this point. There's not really accountability to the patient, much less the doctor. They become employees. And that's also a problem of medicine is that doctors are no longer entrepreneurs having their own practice. By and large, they've all been swallowed up in golf to become employees, a cog in the, this system that is so controlled that when Fauci says jump, these hospitals say, how high do you want us to tell the doctors to jump? And the nurses, too. And then if they don't then of course they come after you with everything they got to make your life miserable or eliminate you and so many maybe tens of thousands i don't know how many but many doctors and nurses have been uh, tatered pilloried uh, by the hospital system so dr mary Bowden in her 19 page lawsuit charges houston methodist hospital and this one we did cover uh the, the charge that they published defamatory statements to news media and social media platforms she says the way they came after me was unprofessional unprecedented against the spirit of bylaws of their bylaws and uh let's see did she resigned from the hospital last november after her privileges were suspended for speaking out and she's an ent doctor and she says she's done her best treating more than four thousand COVID 19 patients and the hospital quote came out against me in a very public and vicious way they did she says they implied i was dangerous which you know we, we referenced what that's like so this is the thing if if, if i go back to the history of freedom of speech outside of the licensed physician segment or scenario yeah i remember opening up the mic microphone in 1999 in fact i remember opening up the microphone i didn't open it up it was at wsb am 750 am in atlanta uh 1994 with my mentor at the time and we were on this liberal radio show uh I told you the name of the guy that interviewed us. I can't remember it at the moment. Super Don, you might remember, but oh yeah, I do now. Mike Malloy. He was a, a famous liberal host at that time, and he invited us on for an hour uh, to talk about things we knew—holistic stuff, homeopathy, vaccines, and even AIDS and HIV and controversies. And the switchboard lit up for four straight hours. And even after we were done, it was like calls couldn't get in. It was, and and that's lifeblood for a talk radio show that relies on callers. So that's why we were on for four hours instead of one. He's like. The host goes this is pretty good the audience is listening and they're outraged mostly few there were a few calls that got through that were supportive but most people were outraged by what we were saying and, and i i say this in, in fact not because i uh, avoid critique or criticism i mean it can hurt if somebody yells at you and ad hominem attacks you if you're not strong in your presence and knowledge of what you know uh, but as we know, in the 1999 opening of the microphone for Jumpstart Your Health, a radio show in Atlanta initially that eventually we got syndicated and it was renamed the Robert Scott Bell Show by TRN. Um, there were people from time to time that would call up that were very angry and would attack you in ways like the hospital has attacked this physician. Now, I'm not saying I'm in the same circumstance as a talk radio guy or a homeopath, but it was rather interesting how uh, you know we bore the brunt of it. People that were in the natural medicine field, herbalists, homeopaths, uh, naturopaths, um, chiropractors even, would be called quacks and not real doctors. And there was little to no recourse in that sense, even if it might harm your reputation somehow. But now that the physician class has woken up, not in a negative way, but in a powerful way, to realize the restrictions on them has always been a form of enslavement through Monopoly Medical Practices Act. They thought they had special privileges, which they did, but with privileges come what? Strings. Privileges are not rights. They're things that are doled out to you by strong central bureaucracies or government. In fact, monopolies only available by government could be the king or queen establishing a special, you know, status. But in this case it's the bureaucratic oligarchy as that has evolved since uh, big pharma and others have taken over our governments not only at the federal level but the state and local with licensure licensing is typically a state level issue so it's not just a federal government issue right when we talk about the how bad the feds are doing on the state level these licensing boards that are basically and i've talked to was it uh who was the attorney we had on recently um i got too many main names dancing through my head here out of I thought he was out of California, but he's got the California case right now. Uh, Jaffe, Rick Jaffe. Okay, I I got it myself. Thank you, Super Don. You didn't even have to whisper it in my ear. But he was talking about that these, I was kind of tiptoeing around the issue going, well, they're licensing boards. Are they really the government? He says, yes, they're absolutely the government. They're absolutely extensions of the government. So indeed, they become uh, arbiters of a limitation on speech as well as practice because it was, we find out the threats to the speech of these doctors is very real. And I was saying, you know, I remember some years ago, long ago in early radio years where I would talk about doctors that were uh, suspended or lost their license for saying things and doing things that the boards didn't like. And I remember getting calls from some doctors or people in that profession going, you're making that up. That's crazy. That's conspiracy theory. I'm like, no, it's not. You're, you're kind of sheltered. And now the medical profession, if not as a whole, a significant portion of it are realizing the trap that is a license. And so I go I go there often, if I can, to say, until we end licensure, we will not have freedom in healing. We will not, because it's not only restrictive of the doctors, but these licensing boards, if they can extend beyond that to go after anybody who's not part of that licensing club and say, hey, you're doing what we are only allowed to do. Right. And license practicing. act, And they write the definition of practice of medicine so broadly and vaguely that they can then capture anybody that does something seemingly innocuous and innocent, like prescribing uh, an herb to your child that's constipated. Yeah. Or making a dietary suggestion. I say, no, you're practicing license, practicing medicine without license. Right now, it doesn't always happen that a parent is accused of that, but it's so broad and vague that could happen. And so this is where we must look at the great work of uh, Diane Miller and the National Health Freedom Coalition and National Health Freedom Action, which is one of the upcoming events I'd really like you to consider attending. Yes, no, you, you, you're watching this or listening to this right now. You don't have to become a voting member to do that. You can become an associate member. You can watch and you can rub elbows with people that are the activists and have, in many cases, for decades been trying to establish freedom back in America, in the States. And even address some federal issues to really bring about uh, a, an environment where we embrace freedom and not restriction and so the the safe harbor provisions that diane and the national health freedom uh coalition and action group have set up in a number of states now it's like not 10 it's like 12 almost 15 maybe states we're going to get together do you have that up that we can show that that link for people that want to participate it's in uh Uh, I think it's yeah here. Thank you. September 23rd and 24th, the 13th United States Health Freedom Congress. And I'm going to be there talking and speaking and I'll be there uh, broadcasting as well. And I would encourage you to come. It's right at a hotel right near the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport, Hilton Airport Hotel, 23rd and 24th. And this is the kind of thing that we will address. And doctors are absolutely welcome. It's not only about holistic people. Oh, look, there's a picture of me. My hair wasn't as gray. I still have some gray there, a couple of years. <laughs> anyway, Scott Tips is our keynote speaker from the National Health Federation. He's seen it all for many decades, so much. And uh, so there's going to be some open space stuff done, and it's going to be a wonderful couple of days. Actually, two and a half if you get in early enough the previous day. We're going to have an opening uh, kind of uh, reception. So I just wanted to throw that out to you so that you can see through some of these, um, these issues of restriction. To, of your freedom to heal and do other things. And that's another thing. Now this is begging the question of Facebook, right? We just got tagged on Twitter like two days ago and it was only a six hour ban. Apparently I didn't realize that I got an email on it. I think I showed it to you, Super Don, And I don't know if, if I sent you that picture or not, but I posted it on Facebook of all places as well. I said, how interesting is it that we can post basically what we're going to talk about on the show? And there's no opinion about it. It just says, these are the topics as you've seen probably before. If you're in social media, when we posted the various places and Twitter apparently thought that I was violating some COVID misinformation protocols simply for posting what we were going to talk about. I thought, wow, that really takes censorship to a whole new level. Not only do they not want you to talk about certain things in certain ways, but they don't want you to tell people that the subject matter you're going to cover could be controversial. There wasn't an indication of I'm going to say this about that or I'm going to say this about that. There it is. Your account has been locked for violating Twitter rules. What was the tweet that violated the Twitter rules? The RSB show, 72522, 22 and then it lists topics. The WHO monkeypox emergency. Doesn't say whether to believe it or not, whether it's a hoax or real, nothing. Jeffrey Jackson, who is an independent journalist reporter for the High Wire and occasionally joins us here's a topic, parent vaccine hesitancy. Does it say we're for it or against it? No, just says we're going to talk about it. How about the rate of kid jabs? Are we for it against? No, we're going to talk about it. And then we were planning to have Ernest Ramirez uh, talking about, now maybe this was the controversial thing where we actually listed Pfizer adverse events. We didn't say we were going to you know, say anything about it per se, but it was there, and then vax-related deaths. And Superdon thinks that might have been the trigger, but also DNA weapons. So just, again, without opinion just mentioning these things are we have to shut this down we have to tell you don't bring this up again and there was no specificity about what triggered it but we apparently violated twitter rules now come to the facebook discussion here and the headline reads and super do you got to get in on this so This i've still scratched my head i'm like what is going on here facebook considering ending restrictions on covid misinformation the social network is apparently turning to its own supreme court about the decision And this is according to the head of global affairs nick clegg what the heck am, am I seeing here? Is this a Onion article? What's happening?
3: Uh, no, I mean, look, they, you know, the funny thing about Facebook mm-hmm. is that if you remember, I don't know how long it's been now, but you know, they had uh, Zuckerberg, and we mm-hmm. kind of had some fun at his expenses, as well as many others, because he looked like a robot. <laughs> He was, he was doing these, he had the congressional hearing about, you know, misinformation and all that stuff, and he was there drinking his water and not blinking, and um, when it came down to them actually enforcing things, they were very wishy-washy. You remember that? I mean, it was like this gray area, and they were like, yeah, we're doing stuff, but they kind of weren't really, you know, and they sort of, yeah, let's take our, uh, our account, for example. hmm They dinged us a few times. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly it was like nothing happened. It was like, you know, they they, 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 they gave us warnings and yeah. the boy they were gonna shut us down and we were at risk of being delisted and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, but then it just kinda went. And there away. was a
0: monkey pause about it, right? A monkey pause. And 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 it, but even then, remember we did get tagged about a little over a month ago and and we were still allowed to post, but they stopped carrying our live stream.
3: Facebook. And yeah. yeah so then we and couldn't
0: we couldn't do it for 30 days it turned out and then now we're back on
3: but we had no idea it was 30 days no they didn't all we knew it. is we couldn't we couldn't and then all of a sudden one day it started working again so yeah. so i you know i think facebook has always been in this weird place where they're kind of looking at it and going yeah you know what these guys over here are really giving us a hard time and putting a lot of pressure on us mm-hmm. to censor people yeah but we know that if we do that then we're going to lose all these people, which means we're going to lose all the money. Mm-hmm. You know, we need these people. And so they've, yeah. they've kind of or like a business played...
0: decision way. Yeah,
3: exactly. So now I think what they're doing is they're trying to go look, this whole thing is kind of over now. We're going to kind of, you know, dial things back here
0: as far as our, our, uh, our rules go. But it, it, I think it's blowing up in their face too, because the lawsuit, remember like with Twitter and Musk. no, yeah. How he like, I'm gonna buy it, and then I'm not, and they're gonna sue him, and now he gets discovery on how many of the Twitter bots are bots and not people. It's gonna be bad for Twitter, well, and yet they're still trying to censor us. We're I think here,
3: here's some speculation. Yeah. And I'm not the only one that's, that's speculating on this, but mm-hmm. the the statement from the, the, the meta now, they're called Meta instead of Facebook you know, or you know, yeah, the okay. the main company, it's meta. Now. Am I
0: gonna be like accused of a crime for not calling them Meta?
3: <laughs> the uh, Nick uh, Nick Clegg, I think his name is. He mm-hmm. he made this statement. He says Meta remains committed to combating COVID nineteen misinformation and providing people with reliable information. As the pandemic has evolved, the time is right for us to seek input from the Oversight Board, which is this thing that they put together
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh, about our measures to address COVID nineteen misinformation, including whether those introduced in the early days. Of an extraordinary global crisis remains the right approach for the months and years ahead. So, uh, I, I think what they're doing, personally, mm-hmm. is they're now putting it on this oversight board, mm-hmm. so that in the event that the decision they make is maybe not popular, mm-hmm. they can say oversight board wasn't us. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. It was the oversight board. Right. How was about recommendation. The,
0: the, the states' uh, attorneys general that are suing? The Biden administration about collusion on censorship with social media. Could that be another consideration? They're getting the heat is coming on. It's like, oh, yeah, they're going to tag us for censoring based on government influence and interference, and maybe. We yeah, should,
3: well, yeah, you've got these lawsuits. You've got lawsuits like we were just talking about with the doc- doctor that's suing the hospital. Mm-hmm. The censorship blew up in their face. It it backfired, mm-hmm. and we called this yep. months ago, if not years ago. Now we did uh that this was what was gonna happen and it did it created what it did is it created a whole new subculture of people that uh may that may even have been pro-vaccine but were anti-censorship that joined in with the people that were being censored the court of public opinion ruled against all the people that wanted to censor people so Now you know it's now. Now I think they're trying to dig themselves out of a hole, and yeah. in this case, I think Facebook is probably trying to do the same thing. Mm. They don't want to be associated with that, yeah, because there's a big backlash for that now.
0: Oh well, well, see, we'll see where it ends up. But you know, as we say, everybody says, "Well, why don't you do this? one? Why don't you do this?" One? Look, I've been posting to Getter just briefly, and I, there's nothing, nothing happening on Getter mm. for us.
3: I don't know what the secret is. doing joined- Cindy in the chat room makes a good point too, and this is something yeah. we need to think about. Uh, you got the midterms coming up. Mm. And so yeah, I mean, that is having an effect on people's messages. Even even the Democrats have softened their stance on a lot of things because they know that they're about to get their butts handed to them yeah. in the midterms and they know which side they need to be on in order to get votes. Mm. So it is, yeah, man, I hate I hate elections. It's such a crazy time. It's such a crazy time during elections to, to, you know, all the the debates and the Mm -hmm. grandstanding and photo ops and all the phony baloney that goes on with those things. But yeah, it is coming up. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that, too. As it looks right now, it looks like the the Republicans are are going to retake the House. And when that happens, then you've got people like Senator Paul. Have you seen this? He's uh he's going after Fauci.
0: Oh yeah, see that that's that is the interesting thing because when Fauci was asked if I'm going to retire, he says no, I'm not. I'm going to stay till the end of the what the uh, Biden term, perhaps. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what if indeed that the Senate and the House are retaken and they do call hearings and start you know subpoenaing Fauci on that? Would he leave earlier? I, I don't know. I mean, is cur-
3: currently currently right now, and I think the statement was made today. Mm-hmm uh he's doing the bring it on thing you know he's yeah. like hey yeah, yeah he feels me. a little Go bit invincible
0: yeah. because he's been invincible relative to the uh, uh crimes he's committed within the government bureaucracy and so he could feel it genuinely he's deluded but yeah. also his delusion is based on his experience and not totally out of the realm of well if you were there and got away with everything for decades you might think no one's coming to get me come and try right so there could be that illusion into delusion Uh, for Fauci at this point. We'll see where it goes. Uh, But uh, anyway, I'm just curious about what you guys are thinking. You have some good insights into the social media network. And and I was going into that diaspora of social media, as I said, getter, which we try. I do a little bit on Instagram. We're trying to do better, Superdome. We've got people trying to help us because that whole thing is, it it long passed us by, you know, (laughs) generationally. And I just post pictures and here's the show and like hardly anything. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Instagram and now, you know, believe it or not,
0: Mm-hmm.
3: we have a tiktok account now the robert scott bell show is on tiktok
0: that's the weirdest thing don't, don't we know what anything? to do with it but, do we we have... right, we're, but we're there yeah do we even have one tiktok
3: we do we have one we have one okay we have one i just took it, a little clip it, it, of a little about, clip of of you is it about this uh, i don't think so i think Nobody it was is. some other thing where you were talking about something has
0: everybody gotten this yet good lord y'all five bucks Five dollars get the a colloidal zeolite suspension oral spray. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take four sprays right now. So you show show you this is what it looks like the bottle. You're the gonna Emmer detox bottle. in real time. There, yeah, in real time. Four sprays. Here we go. And that's it. It's oh, water. Man, it's, look at all those heavy
3: metals just, just 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 pouring out of me. Actually, you probably don't really have much.
0: But. Well, I've worked very hard for decades now, so I'm anticipating that there won't be as much of an impact in terms of my experience. But I could be wrong as I'm on this. I say give it a month, y'all, and try because there can be significant shifts that have happened and can happen. And at that 5 buck uh, chart to start, just to start, I mean, you're not going to lose anything. And if you don't like it or nothing happens, hey, just cancel after that. But I think it's worthwhile. We know the heavy metals are present uh, and more. Organophosphate, pesticides, uh, glyphosate, et cetera. We need something to help bind and easily get them out without the burden being added to our body. So I would encourage you to look into that. That's linked up, that Zeolite offer. It expires now July 31st, midnight Eastern time. July 31st. And if you go over to the
3: website, it's right yeah. there. You go to robertscottbill.com, boom, there's your uh, there's your, your banner right there. You just click on the banner, yeah. and it takes you to, to the article. post here that we put together. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes through all the details of what it does and how it works, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, It's as easy, easy as that.
0: By the way, the uh, I just want to revisit just because I haven't got to brag about myself today yet. Um, I'm just teasing, <laughs> but uh, confirming, you know, that chow, max out challenge, challenge of the week thing. Um, and I, I posted that in a few places, too. Now I even put it on a picture on Facebook. And the, the reason is I want you to understand the things that I do matter. They could matter for you, you know, and, and I mean, it's not an exhaustive list, but, you know, I've talked about how much the cardio miracle has meant to me as far as taking me up fitness-wise, in terms of delivery of oxygen, all the things that you rely on the vasculature to be able to do, with sustain nitric oxide production, counteract the negative aspects of that. By the way, I saw a, a message at the website, Super D. Maybe you saw this. I don't know. Hmm. Um, it says, here's this from uh, Brad. It says, the link to order Cardio Miracle does not work to place order when you click on the place an order. The previous time I ordered, there was no problem. Is there an issue that I don't know about? Was it a temporary glitch that the uh, Brad had, had uh, referenced? It's, it was in our... Uh, you know people's i guess they put questions or comments on our website
3: there's a banner right there yeah okay you click on that
0: and, and the discount code is rsb if you go to cardio
3: and it goes to here so seems to be working on the website okay, okay. all right
0: yeah. so if if you have a problem yeah do send us a message let us know uh, we want to know that you can get on it and stay on it like i do and then the only other thing I added into the mix in a, in a general sense related to fitness and, 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 and muscle development and growth is the IGF-1+. And that is something that I have to say the leaps that I've made on the Cardio Miracle over the past couple of years, I've been very upfront and showing you. This is, a, this is amazing. And it's still amazing when these kids that are trainers, they're looking at me going, how come you're only in the blue zone? You're not even in the green zone. I'm like, I have to really work hard to push myself to that level of even getting to the yellow Uh, And yes, in the, in the challenge of the week where I was full on for all nine rounds, I was in the yellow some as well. And that's good zone is that is you watch your heart rate, but the efficiency is everything. If you don't have to work as hard to achieve the same results, that's the law of economy. That's a good thing to not have to put as much stress on your body, but when you're needing to, you're resilient enough to handle it without problem, without harm. That's fantastic. And so the leap from the, what was I doing about between 1700 and 1800 reps, In nine rounds to leap to i think it was 1978 1978 it was almost a 200 better than my best and since the last time i did it six months ago the main thing i did differently was this uh this igf1 plus stuff i'm just saying this this is something that i think is a pretty good test of giving me even more strength to do these things that i'm trying to do to achieve that youth That yeah we'd love to be youthful in our elder years you know and even as my mom she you know struggling with some stuff but she's been dancing up until you know more recently but the activity is everything at every age and that's you know was super done getting out even to garden now it's already enhancing uh outlooks and things and we all have stress we all have struggles but finding some place that we can dissipate those things which, as i talked about as they open the show the anger issue that we feel righteous anger against you name it whether it be the government or otherwise We got to recognize, unlike Fauci, our role in co-creating our reality. And that is, you know, from the localist of local level to it trickles up in a sense to our whole reality because we've tolerated it to some degree. We have gone along with it. We haven't been Rosa Parks in our own right, in our own way to say, no, I'm not going to comply with that. And the question is, as they push forward into more masking and try to come up with smallpox jabs for cowpox, for monkeypox or anything uh, or other things for Marburg Ebola. Are we going to fall for it again? Or have you now come to the place where you see through it? No matter what kind of scaremongering they go after you're going to go. Nope. And of course this also begs the question of the old, the boy who cried wolf story. Is there a point at which that because they've lied to you so much that you're concerned that I won't believe them when they're telling the truth. But then again, why would you believe they're ever telling you the truth about something? Or even if they are in their own perce- perspective, with their own perception, their perception is so wildly wrong about the threat itself that even if the threat exists and it's real, they'll never tell you that it doesn't necessarily apply to you because of X, Y, and Z. And that's the kind of thing we point out. I try to point out here all the time that even if they say, this is the controversy of is COVID real or not? Has it been isolated or not? And I'm willing to engage. I've had a great discussion with, um, dr Stillwagon, i think it was yesterday as well uh that just you know we have to have those discussions too and even if we say it's real the question is how real is it for you based on your health status et cetera? and what do you do to respond to it and these are always going to be points of controversy but i always want to be able to engage in discussion about it not that i'm right about everything although most things apparently i am uh, Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to apologize for that. But it's born of a lot of hard work and research, et cetera, where you ha- have, have taken or made principal stances. That means stances based on principles that seem to apply somewhat universally. And when they don't seem to apply, that usually can lead us to, if we're open and engaged in discussing with others or experimenting to find out why, it tends to lead us to a deeper understanding of the principle that pre existed, it that is not necessarily changed, but it's deepened. I don't know if that's even making sense what I'm trying to say here. But if you're not rooted in principles and applying those principles everywhere, then it's just the wind blows a certain direction. You just roll with that as opposed to saying, how come I knew, for instance, when they came out with that first wave of the covid and they said, we're, we're validating it by PCR. And then immediately I was like, that was the, 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 the tell, if you will. But I said, oh, this is going to be a big scam. The PCR test as it's operated in most cases is completely bogus and inappropriate. James Lyons Weiler says there is a way to use the PCR test appropriately. We need to get them back on and talk about that, of course, and I'm happy to engage there as well. But you have tells when you have a principled stance and they violate those principles and you see it, you're like, oh, well, they're making it up. Or you could say, I'll give them leeway and say, maybe there's something I don't know about that. And we did. We were also going, hey, we still got to learn about this. A lot of mysteries about it. But none of them really violated the basic fundamental tenets or principles, even as it went into bizarre new places. We talked about uh, DNA yesterday being packets of instructions to, well, I'm sorry, RNA, particularly RNA, being packets of instruction to DNA to produce certain proteins. And how they are reprogramming your DNA to manifest proteins that are aberrant, aberrant, abhorrent, if you will, and destructive of life and inflammatory, et cetera, of anything in your body and its functions. And so those things allow me to see through lies much quicker than some, certainly than most doctors because of their training and their willingness to trust and rely upon so-called experts in white lab coats that may have an MD after the name or a PhD, but don't let that be the reason you believe something is said because they have that. They might be right, but it isn't necessarily because they have that. In fact, they're more often wrong because they have that because they've been programmed and they're wearing uh, pharmaceutical horse blinders. And they should be parking in mentally handicapped spaces because they are handicapped by their training more often than not, unless they go outside of it and begin to see these things. Now, whether it's my show or other shows that are calling into question a lot of the sacred texts of modern medicine, we need to do more of that wherever there are those things that say we cannot question, you cannot question. Those are the things that most need to be questioned. And I know that's a threat if you have a a really deeply held belief about something and you don't want it questioned. But if you are comfortable with your even faith in something and you're like, yeah, I can engage in it. It's not going to change me because I know where I'm at. But some people can't handle it because their foundation of faith on those things is so shaky that to be challenged even a little bit. And I'm not saying go out there and, and immerse yourself in Satanism. <laughs> that, that's not what, so if anybody heard that, I'm like, there's probably one or two people out there. What are you saying, Robert? That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you can put your faith to the test because it's gonna be put to the test, whether you, not so that you discard the principles, but you strengthen them. Those that work and those that don't really work and don't have a foundation in truth or uh, you know factual evidence based on your life, will fall away and you'll apply a new principle that replaces the one that was, you know, didn't have that foundation you thought it had, but that's life. And it can be uncomfortable from time to time. But if you're strong in your beliefs and perspectives, you, you likely won't be swayed from it unless there's obvious evidence that's not working for you to the point where you can break through cognitive dissonance as well. That's another thing. Am I, I'm probably talking to myself now, Super Don. I want you to bring, bring, bring you back in so you can rescue me from myself so that nobody, too, well, it's too late. Everybody tuned out of the show anyway. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I know we got some other things to talk about too. So, Are you still with me? Or you're, you're snoozing too? What? Yeah, thank you. I know. <laughs> it somehow ties into many older adults looking beyond conventional medicine for help. But they're not willing to talk to their doctors about it.
3: I thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. um, because, because I mean, look, people using complementary, integrative, whatever words you want to use, or alternative, whatever, mm-hmm. um, is not new. It's not unusual. It's very popular. Yeah, but i I think it, I think the interesting part of that story is that they don't tell their doctor. Mm-hmm. So the question you would ask them is why, and I think that's the interesting conversation. Why would? A, you know even let's just forget you know the survey they did was older people whatever okay let's let's just assume that you know the majority i here's the question do you mm-hmm. think the younger people do talk to their doctor yeah do they just say hey doc i just want to let you know that i'm using you know whatever i don't know i wonder that that would be an interesting thing i'm inclined to think no yeah probably especially not. if it's just a straight up primary care physician hmo doctor uh, chances are people are going to be somewhat reluctant now what would be the reason for that what do well, you think if you had to speculate why is it the uh, let's go with the older people why do they not tell their doctor that they're taking some sort of well they don't want to
0: be berated and lectured right they're old right I, do i need to be lectured at the same time they know the doctors in their programming will probably lecture them and say it doesn't have any science it's not, but you know these people want to take it as far as the younger people and their reasons for not speaking out about what they're doing, I, I'm not certain. But I think it's kind of like what I said about the, the principled views. I mean, maybe we thought doctors had a principled view of health, but it was a warped view of health that inevitably led to the what conclusion that I've come to, that doctors believe that they can poison you back to health. And then somebody will say, well, my doctor doesn't believe that. I say, like, well, does your doctor prescribe for you drugs for every ailment? you know, an illness and symptom and motion. And oh, yeah, I mean, that's what he does. So whether he says he believes that he's operating as if he does. And so the as if principle is like, well, they don't have to claim it, but you look at their behavior and go, well, that's how they're acting. And so if you suddenly say, you know what, I'm tired of taking these drugs as an old person, I don't believe they're actually helping me. I don't believe I have a deficiency in them. I want to go a different route. But yet you're still relying on the doctors because the insurance schemes you've been trapped into are the only ones that allow you to go to who? Medical doctors controlled by licenses and bureaucracies, et cetera. We come back to that. And so it is a great challenge of transforming from a paradigm perspective how we view the body and healthcare and healing. What do you got in that article? Anything jumping out at you?
3: yeah well you know i i see you know i'm seeing things about insurance well health insurance doesn't cover integrative medicine strategies right um and i think you know i'm going to guess and that's all i can do because i don't have the 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 study in front of me yeah or the survey but you know a lot of these older adults uh maybe they're relying on that insurance uh to do what it is they need to have done and if you go into a doctor and you say, look, I don't want to take this metformin anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to take, uh, you know, chromium or something like that. You know, doc, uh, how would a doc react to that? Some docs would probably react to that and go, well, mm-hmm. then you need to find another doctor. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't help you with that. You know, I don't think that's the right thing to do. And if you do that, uh, then, you know, you need, you're on your own because... You're not doing what it is that I think you should do. Sure, so and I, I
0: guess that's within their purview. It, sound, it sounds like they're being buttheads. Sure. But,
3: Listen, look. I have heard uh, what you would call holistic doctors take mm-hmm. the same approach. Some of them do. Sure. Where they could be like, "Look, you know, you came to me. This is what I think you need to do. You're yeah. you're still doing something that I think is the wrong thing to do, and stuff like that. I yeah. I can't help you. You need to go find somebody else."
0: Well, and I I, I don't. You know, it, it seems really harsh and nasty, particularly like let's just say about the pediatric community. Pediatricians firing families because they won't do the vaccine schedule. And, and I think that it's more of a, a, a pockmark on the doctors themselves in those cases, because the entirety of pediatric uh, practice is pretty much getting them in for vaccines and occasionally prescribing antibiotics for children that have quote unquote infections. So it's not an impressive subsector of an allopathic profession. That's already problematic it's an embarrassing thing in fact as i've said you know even when we talked with dr Stillwagen yesterday one of the things we brought up the hepatitis b shot at birth and he's like yeah i mean why would you do that at birth we didn't go into all the reasons but he said you, you can't even produce an antibody before you're six months of age and even that's arguable in terms of how early that would happen so the entire basis for a vaccine at, at, at age zero it's it's absolute nonsense it's so not scientific that you're like You should be embarrassed if you're a doctor that thinks that that's legitimate to give a shot below six months. Again, arguably even later than that, but just for the sake of of discussion here. So if they fire you because you don't want to do the vaccine schedule at all or on, on schedule that they want, be thankful. Because you're less likely to harm your children from that moment forward. And I would say take your kid to a doctor of chiropractic. If kids had chiropractors instead of pediatricians, we wouldn't have the autism epidemic we have today, much less all of the other chronic diseases we see in children. I'm going to say it right now. And I would say that, too, about traditional naturopaths. I'm, I'm suspect about saying it fully for allopathic naturopaths because they're drugging and vaccinating, too. And unfortunately, a lot of the chiropractic colleges now require vaccinations upon entry. Not all of them. So check your list if you're thinking about becoming a doctor of chiropractic to go to the ones that don't require vaccinations, because those are the only ones that I think at this point are really legitimate in honoring their principles, too. Uh, so. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree. Even a holistic practitioner could say, look, this is not going to work out. Just like in any relationship. We have a different uh, perspective or, or principled view of, of the path forward. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's an embarrassing thing for pediatricians that rely solely on vaccines, though. Ah, so let's see what else we got here. Is we've got a few more minutes. Um, Here's eating one. Eating bugs. Here's eating one. Bugs. Eating yeah. bugs. Yeah. Eating bugs. Is it really about saving the planet? Are you hungry? Yeah. Now you think you... about this super d eating <laughs> bugs. The question is, do you? I think... love
3: this picture, by
0: the way. Yeah, look at all the the grasshoppers in there and 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 grubs and stuff. yummy. And snails, I guess, are bugs. No, they're not the same. The slugs. Yeah. They're escargot, but here's what I'm thinking. When and if they implement bugs for everybody, it's like bugs for thee and not for me. So your elite ruling overlords, the WEFs of the world, the Klaus Anal Schwabs of the world will not be eating bugs. They'll be eating the steak that you're no longer eating. Let's be mm. honest about that. The elite ruling class of the communist parties or whatever they are are going to always eat the stuff you want to eat, but they'll make you eat the bugs. That's how this game is played. In the meantime, they've duped our Earth Muffin leftist friends, globalist, communist, uh, socialist friends, into thinking we could save the world if we just ate bugs. Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You and, know, and you knew, uh, have I you mean, eaten bugs before? Uh, on purpose or accidentally? On purpose. I think I've had a... I just don't remember if I've tried a chocolate-covered cricket. You ever seen those? Yeah. Um, the but. closest
3: I've gotten, if you remember, mm-hmm. it was that was a little while ago. Yeah, we uh, for a short time were talking about a protein powder made out of crickets.
0: That's right. I remember that organics brand that uh, it they was. Were it with was
3: chocolate flavored cricket powder.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it actually that, was maybe, pretty good. Maybe that's what I had. But yeah, when it comes right down to it, you can say <laughs> it's a protein. It's a protein. It's a protein. Now, as long as you're not, you know, carrying some nasties with it there might be a way that you can legitimately do that. I won't say that you can't. I mean, there are certainly people on the planet that do eat bugs on various things, and it's part of their cultural uh, scenario. But if it's upsetting to you to do that, why should you do it? Unless you had no other option. But if the World Economic Forum people had their way, there, you would have no other option. It'd either be Schmeat or uh, bugs. Those are your only options. You can't afford the Schmeat, but you can grub for bugs or whatever. Dig for mm-hmm. bugs and eat them. But again, remember, let them eat cake filled with bugs and of course those people will eat the cake uh finally have you ever done this no i think your kids are 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 too grown mine not necessarily but here's a headline from study finds modern family six in ten parents text their kids when dinner is ready instead of yelling Mm mm-hmm and I have done that. My wife has done that. Now
3: I have done that as well. You have
0: as well. Okay, so yes. it's it's a technology of communication. And we were talking earlier today about this. That remember those bigger homes that used to have um, it was a big deal to have a, a comm system in it.
3: Intercom on the Intercom, wall. Yeah,
0: right. And yeah. if your house is big enough, yelling across the house might not work. So <laughs> if texting works, then it's, it works. I don't even really in a
3: small house. It's like man. some people. So that is actually what inspired the uh, the poll of the day. on today's rsb show newsletter yeah six and ten parents text their kids when dinner is ready instead of yelling do you or would you options are yes who wants to yell Mm -hmm. maybe depends on the situation no way not going to yell i'm not going to text excuse me uh or not sure
0: well and and the thing is though it's just not age delineated so my my kids didn't have phones when they were you know, ten years of age. Apparently, right. this one is ten. A lot of people say that, but uh, you know, when they're older and their, you know, teen years, then suddenly they have them. And yeah, I try to get attention of a teenager. Texting can be a way because that's not the yeah. program to to receive it. So, what what kind of results do we have? I don't even know what to predict on this.
3: Really? Yeah, I don't You're not even gonna not even take a shot at yes, maybe or no.
0: Well, put it up again. I will. I, I don't I don't mind right. playing along because you I
3: got to. You got to. You got to. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, yes, who wants to yell? Six and 10 parents, maybe depends on the situation. So in a modern context, I'm leaning toward yes, but I'm kind of leaning toward maybe. I'm looking for a, a closer split between yes and maybe today.
3: All right. Survey says...
0: Whoa, I'm
3: way Maybe, off. or no, excuse me, no way. No way is the Actually, a change from the last time I looked at it. No way nice. comes in at 56%. Right. Heck no, I am not going to text my kids when it's time for dinner. Hmm. I'm going to yell at them, or you know what? If they don't show up, they don't eat, right? Okay, All Come right. on. Okay. Look at that. Uh, oh, followed
0: cool. by like 31%.
3: It. 31% maybe. said maybe, depends on the situation. Okay. Well, um, we have a unique
0: audience. I like it. Uh, the no way audience only
3: only six percent said yes mm-hmm. that uh, that they would just flat out they would just go ahead and text so you know i mean the kids and, and honestly a lot of the parents mm-hmm. i mean they've constantly got that phone in their hand anyway right so it, i could see how somebody could go it just makes sense why bother yelling disturbing people neighbors are wondering why i'm yelling or whatever like that i could just say hey dinner's ready and then they can show up right i, I can understand the convenience side of that but we've got a lot of old school people uh, i think that watch a show that either hates smartphones or just like you know back in my day you know we just rang the the, the tri- that did the triangle thing on the porch right ding 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 yeah dinner time
0: Yeah, the dinner bell or the Yeah, yeah the, the triangle, dinner triangle. Yeah. Or you you go hungry, exactly. That's All right. right. You smell well,
3: it, you know it's time to eat. <laughs> All anyway. right,
0: folks, I hope you enjoyed your uh, day today. I certainly enjoyed uh, Jamie Swartz and our discussion of uh, a real pathway, a you know, viable even economic pathway by going through Trinity School of Natural Health, coming out and doing great things. I want to give a shout-out as I well. I think for, it's funny
3: for, that you yeah. asked her the Mel Brooks uh, question.
0: I, I had to, Schwartz. I, I I figured that somebody might have, but I didn't know it's the next generation. Well,
3: last, last night when we were talking about it, I called her Schwartz, you know, and it was totally on, on accident, but yeah. that's the reason why, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, but she had heard it. So it's obviously yeah. that has lived on beyond, you know, decades ago whenever that movie came out. May the Schwartz be with you. Right. That's, that was funny. Uh, Nutritional Frontiers, y'all, the organic, certified, organic U.S. grown hemp. Go to cbdnf.com. Please. Sign up if you haven't already. They're going to send you free samples. And when you do, you mentioned the Robert Scott Bell Show. If you're in the United States, send you free samples. Take a picture with those samples. I'm telling you, we're going to do another giveaway soon. I'm planning on it in the, in the month of August coming up. So your opportunity to get free samples and then be entered into this, take that picture, send it into Super Don, askrsb at gmail.com. Get in the collage, and then we're going to draw another winner. Mm-hmm. We'll get a lot of freebie. You know, they've been so generous with us. I'll be with them August 6th, of course, Saturday in Pittsburgh. Hope to see you there. For now, we're going to take a momentary pause, and come back with a bonus round. Those of you who want to join us, stick around. We know we never know where it goes. It could be cra- crazy, 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 crazy. I know I'm intimidating,
3: Super Don. I don't
0: want crazy. <laughs> Maybe for Robert reading. will
3: drink something on the air. I don't know.
0: Well, I've been drinking my tea. Does that count?
3: That's right. not a pesticide.
0: Though. Power to we'll heal. Talk,
3: we'll talk about orange garden when we get back to it. Is yours.
0: Well, that went fast for those of you on the podcast later it's a blink of an eye now we're an ear blink of an ear and we're back bonus round happening robertscoutbell.com slash listen for the chat room we're still on weirdly enough facebook live some of y'all are chatting there as well take a look at some of the questions or comments i did see one from pat super d i just dropped it into skype for you if you want to put it Mm -hmm. up there uh it's always worth well that's a little little more involved more involved okay all right so whatever you want to do you 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 roll with it You're in control of the horizontal and the vertical. Let's see. What could
3: I do here that would make that simple here?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Because it's hard to just show... show So it's just a matter of it being...
0: I'm just going to read it. Pat
3: says, Superdome RSB, here's one for you. I can't find anything that takes away general pain like ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. And you guys know I've tried a lot of things, hoping the detox spray may get something started.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think the reason why that's a, a, a reasonable perhaps assumption this detox spray pure body extra is Mm -hmm. because if you have lingering metals or other persistent organic pollutants in the system that creates subtle but seemingly lifelong perpetual inflammation that obviously aggravates nerves and creates pain so i wouldn't put it past the possibility of that helping um, I can go through all the things that probably, Pat, you've heard me talk about. Um, and she's you know,
3: tried. Listen, yeah. I mean, I know that
0: she has. Did Pat get these things from Christopher Key, the, the uh, stickers? Do you know if Pat's done that? That I don't know. Because remember, this is as wild and crazy as it sounds for some of you when we talk about holographic technologies. I put up the greatest example that we have here, Kevin Tuttle, who was dealing with back pain and nothing was really working for him you know even the ibuprofens that'll destroy your kidneys in the world and he got this the, the pain stickers and stuck them on his back and he's been great and uh, as we know kevin he's not a guy that just makes stuff up if it didn't work he would say it and of course he tried it for his wife and it didn't work and you know i've done things as well things that worked for me didn't work for my wife either so pat if you reached out to christopher key and gotten those for the lack of you haven't tried it now we're going to go see someone my 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 buddy uh, dr ray he's a uh, invited us down to his clinic on, I think on Friday morning for, for Nancy say, cause he knows what's going on with her trigeminal neuralgia. And we're like, as I mentioned this the other day, we've tried everything, but we haven't tried that right. Always finding that, you know, you can say it because you're tired and you've been at it for so many years. And then somebody says, what about this? And your immediate inclination is like, well, I've tried everything. And, and of course, many times over the years we've heard that with like gut health or, or ADHD with kids, I've tried everything and nothing else. It's like, well, have you tried this? No. Have you tried this? No. Have you tried this? You know, so the, have you tried? Every, I've tried everything. It's sort of like a, am defeated and I don't even want to try anything else. And and look, I can understand if you've been exhausted in pain forever and ever and ever. There's a certain point where you're like, I don't even want to try anymore. I get it. But. Uh, if you are open to it, um, try that. Maybe some other things people have suggestions for. We talked about Kratom, CBD, et cetera. White willow as an equivalent uh, for the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug category. Things like that that could help maybe. Uh, but also the frequencies and or um, these these little stickers. So Has Pat commented on that? Has she tried them yet? Um,
3: Hold on. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I was looking for something there not yet gonna call chris key she okay. has the number okay good so yeah i mean gosh at this point you know i mean you try everything you can i mean i know that she's tried the cbd i yeah. know that she's tried the kratom yeah um i'm really surprised the kratom didn't help yeah
0: that's a pretty powerful yeah, i'm trying op-
3: to remember what kind of pain it is do you recall
0: i don't pat she i apologize I, don't remember. I
3: can't remember what kind of pain right that but enough kratom
0: day. could could do it maybe sometimes it is dose dependent but
3: but i mean look yeah. that you know at the same time you know i mean sometimes when you have to use enough kratom in order to take care of the pain it's going to really chill you out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and so maybe that's something that's not um not an option i don't know
4: mm-hmm.
3: i don't know but yeah i mean look at this point you try whatever you can um eventually we're going to figure this out.
0: Yep. Yep. Keep breathing. There might be some options that we don't know yet. We'll stay open to them. Let's see what do we got here. Looking at comments. One that's what occurred to me maybe intuitively. Ah, well, I got I left to talk. I, I put an invitation out for the bonus round to somebody in the chat room but he has not responded. Mm. So just as a an invitation a, oh, on a whim. On a whim. Yeah, I sent a direct message, but I haven't heard or seen hide nor hair of him. So, if he who is not named is there, we'll love to just check in with you every once in a while like that, impromptu, if you will. Okay, what else do we got story-wise? Any breaking news of any kind? Sports news, anything of uh, in concert. Well, I sent you a
3: link earlier. It's kind of not, you know, not everybody's
0: Oh, it's an economic Keen thing. on it. Yeah.
3: But yeah, the, they apparently have, the uh, Fed has raised the interest rate again uh, three quarters of a point, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not like a wonky guy on the economy and how stuff works and what cause, you know, yeah, what affects what or something like that. But um, it does sound, from what I'm reading, very significant what it yeah. is that's going on here.
0: So here's the that. thing, and I predict that this will be a short lived approach. Because ultimately, when you raise the interest rates, the Fed does, and they raised it by three quarters of a point, it means the servicing of the debt itself becomes untenable. You cannot afford it because that, you know, servicing at a higher interest rate, you know, when you're talking billions and trillions, it adds up pretty quickly by the minute, by the second, in fact. So you you have an uh, accelerated inevitable demise of the only thing that they had in their quill or whatever they call the thing uh their, uh, their ammo you know how many rounds of ammo does the federal reserve have ultimately all they can do is keep inflating the money supply to keep the gravy train growing going for the people who touch the money first but it becomes increasingly desperate situation for those that touch it last like all of us for the most mm-hmm. part and then we see as you pointed out the grocery bill today your <sighs> wife went out
3: dude it wow. was, and it was a thing where my wife actually she, she was so shocked by it that she had to call me before she came home. I don't know if it was because she was worried I was going to be upset, and I'm just like yeah. I'm not going to be upset. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. We got to eat. But she went over to the grocery store, and the store that that uh, one of the stores around here that we mm-hmm. shop at. Yeah. They do the paper bags and not the plastic ones, you know. Okay, uh-huh. you know, like the ones that we did when we grew up, right? Everything was paper bags. There weren't plastic bags, right? Yeah. Four four bags, maybe about three quarters of the way full. Of groceries four bags mm-hmm. 180 bucks and I'm just like Wow Wow that is just like you know and it's not like crazy food you know that yeah. we buy um, crazy $180 food. for four bags of groceries that's just, yeah. that's insane man.
0: hmm but it's inevitable with the, the collapse of the value of each federal reserve note what is gonna happen and how can we keep up with it I mean yes we work harder we try to get more support and all of that but even then when a hyperinflationary spiral is not enough. So we look at what else can we do? And, and part of it is what we've been talking about. Every bit of growing food is like printing your own money. That's real, mm-hmm. you know, reducing our uh, reliance on that. You know, people will then tend to find, Hey, is there a special deal on something and buy a lot of it and somehow store it for later, whether it be freezing, freeze drying or canning other things that have been used by our ancestry that couldn't rely on food through the winter. They, they took the harvest and they had a bounty and abundance and they, they canned it for later uh, these are things we haven't had to do because remember food just miraculously would appear in grocery stores everywhere we would just go out and get it what happens if that is disrupted that's what we've been talking with marjorie wildcraft about and it becomes a very real thing or what happens if it's there but it's so unaffordable based on the average folks that are working for federal reserve notes can't keep up with the rate of inflation and so they're they're left with you know buy, buying you know less and less for the same amount of money and not being able to spend that it's not like we haven't talked about it haven't warned people about it and now we're seeing it play itself out in in real world every day and so what kind of reset does klaus schwab want us to have To eat bugs we'll sell you bugs for cheap and i suppose if you're hungry enough and haven't prepared otherwise you're going to take whatever you can get but it's not well, a great situation and, and to you do know,
3: know. I can understand, you know, there have been some people, we've had conversations before where, you know, people are are, um, talking about health issues that they're having. And when, you you know, I'm trying to remember who it was that that was saying this, somebody Mm -hmm. we were talking with, but they were relaying a personal story they'd had that somebody was having some sort of health issue. And so then he asked them, so what's your diet like? And he said, well, we're, we're like, we don't have a lot of money. So we eat hot dogs. Mm Hmm. And you remember this conversation? I can't remember who it was that the, we were having it with, but uh, it's not like you can't eat crap and spend less. Yeah. But it's like, you know, and I, I, I look, I can totally understand somebody who's really, really in a bad situation. Um, that you know, like it's you got to eat, right? And yeah. so you may not be able to make, uh, you know, the choices that you want to, but. Again, I mean, it's like the stuff that, that my wife bought at the store was not
0: like... You weren't indulging in high technology. No, items. it was yeah. just
3: like normal stuff. So the price of food is has literally on some stuff has doubled. Yeah. It, it, dude, I, I can't, I, I've never seen it like this before. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I know that inflation was a big deal back in the 70s. But I was just a little kid, you know. I didn't, you know, I'll, I remember the gas lines but I don't remember the prices of, of like, you know, food and stuff like that. So I don't know, I don't know if it was bad then, like it is now.
0: Well, uh, look at, uh, let's see, um, GJ Katie says we pay the same. We paid for whole foods, groceries bill in 2011, as we do now for organic farmers plus other small businesses we buy from now organic was never subsidized. So that's an interesting perspective on that. It, it, you know, of course, if you're going through big conglomerates, you could see the price increase, but, If you're dealing with the farmers, you've always been dealing with prices that were technically higher in the organic market. So maybe you could say it's less impacted because they're relying less and less on things that are inflated. But yeah, going to farmers markets is a a good way to extend some of your budget because these farmers going direct to you. And we do that.
3: They're doing that now still until like September, I think, or something mm -hmm. like that.
0: Yeah. October. Every Saturday. Very good anyway your organic eggs came down in price over the last 10 years djk wow so that's an interesting thing about becoming your own farmer or getting to know your farmer locally and finding ways to reduce the budget by not going into the established retail outlets and things that might be another strategy moving forward what you got there oh so here's a harvest look at all of these green beans that my honey just harvested yeah. And it's more than we can eat in one day perhaps so we're gonna freeze it while we have access to electricity right so <laughs> so this could be used for later these fresh green beans. Wow this is amazing In fact I, I think I'm gonna have one they look really good Oh yeah mm, that's a good flavor So anyway thank you honey for bringing those down to show you know when you're growing, things and in the beginning it seems like it'll never end up being like this and then it all of a sudden explodes like we did pictures yesterday if you missed yesterday on the show we were showing some garden pictures at super don you got some good garden pictures too mm-hmm. you're seeing some of the abundance of the work and how valuable that is now i mean i don't know how much does anybody know how much this is a couple of pounds of uh, organic green beans how much would this cost in, in the whole foods markets or whatever the health food stores that carry organic stuff I don't know, because I'm not the primary shopper in the family. But you start adding it up, it's like, oof, it's really saving us a a, a bit of a bundle in terms of not having to go out and get certain things that are way better anyway that you grew. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, good. Oh, that tastes good. I would never do that as a kid because the beans taste so awful, commercially Mm -hmm. grown, Mm -hmm. conventionally grown. These organic fresh ones are really, oh, flavorful and nice. Mm, Very nice. More competition for organic. That's true. Yeah, it has a lot more organic providers than before. But the question is, is if there's more people that want to eat that way, protecting themselves. As I've said, it used to be more expensive than it is now relative to conventional, quote-unquote, growth. Well, foods.
3: because the demand has been so high and so many people now are are putting out organic products, it has brought the price down. Mm-hmm. Some just because there's more of a supply now. Mm-hmm. You know, back when the, when demand was was high and supply was not meeting the demand, it was a different situation. So you can put, yeah. it's like you've said before. You can go to Walmart, you can go to Costco. I mean, you know, everybody's got organic now. Mm-hmm. So it is much easier. There's more access to it now.
0: Yeah. Um, Crazy lady Jane in the chat room on Twitch is it? The Yellow one is Twitch or D Live? D Live. D Live. Uh, she says I'm in England. I work wholesalers they keep the price the same but cut the quantity that's another trick right to not raise prices but just reduce how much is in it yeah. they might even keep the same size box but there's less. there's a lot of much companies
3: much. that are doing that yeah actually in fact there was a there was an article that was kind of like in a little expose thing that was showing that how uh you you look at the boxes mm-hmm. and the containers and stuff like that and they've changed the sizes Mm-hmm. but it kept it looking the same and charging the same. So, you know, like a drink that was in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Now the, the the bottle has like a like a dip in it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the bottle. So it's the same height and it kind of looks the same Or in the bottom it's got the recessed thing that goes in yeah. so that there's less in the bottle, but it they charge it the, same the same price. It's a yeah. real thing. It, it is a real thing or something that used to have 15 in it now has 13 in it. And the box is the same and everything's the same but they're charging the same price so kind of messed up
0: yeah well strategy strategy by the way in the uk remember you can take advantage of this pure body extra the zeolite colloidal so uh crazy lady jane if you haven't taken advantage of this do so and and even in the uk you can get this for five bucks to start up and try to get get some things grabbed out of your body that you don't want and need in your body uh, let's see. So now Cindy thinks and it's possible that the uh, retailers are gouging right They're They're jacking up prices when they're paying the same amount. Now, I don't know definitively. I'm sure that there could be some could companies that will do that. Sure. But by and large, when you see transportation costs go up, and double gas prices, it's going to impact what they're paying for stuff, too. Uh, so I don't think it's across the board that that's the case, but certainly it could. It could be. In it could cases. yeah
3: it definitely could yeah and you know i mean i i think uh, we've talked about it before with the gas prices yeah you know if you've just paid attention i mean how many times have you seen you know something comes up on the news and just like mm-hmm. oh something happened in iran or something mm-hmm. like that and it's like all of a sudden all the gas stations in town jack their, their pride their price up 10 cents mm-hmm. and it's like there's no way that what just happened an hour ago in iran yeah, it's going to affect the price, price of gas It's in the pump right now. But they do that.
0: Yeah, they, they, they raise it quickly that. and only lower it very slowly. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's what they do. So price gouging is a real thing. Mm-hmm. There's There should be more enforcement on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how about we'll talk about what's coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday. It is Sacred Fire Liberty Day, so we will have Jonathan e. Mord okay, talking about the political stuff that's going on in the world. And then in hour two, uh, Doctor David King is coming back to the show. This is the third time he's been on the show. He's the uh, candidate for lieutenant governor in lieutenant, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, David's a cool yeah. guy. I like him a lot. He is a good
3: guy, and so we, we'll have him on, in, on uh, in hour two
0: tomorrow. Yeah, let's see what's happening with his uh, potential election at the state level in Wisconsin. Yep. And then we have Doctor Sean Centers' position going to be key at the autism one coming up we're going to talk about some of the cme options ceu options for those that are in the medical field uh, nursing field for coming to the autism one conference so you know you got to get those anyway if you're if you're in that game why not come to the autism one conference in mesa arizona august 18th, 19 20th, 21st and uh, we'll see you there as well uh did you just send me some messages no oh huh. i was responding well, I back was to your, Kevin. it's a group oh basically. it's a kevin thing got gotcha. you yeah. all right got it all right oh so yep. we got some other meetings behind the scenes to try and help help meet the uh challenges of an inflationary uh economy right now to keep up and, and keep food on our tables as well everybody's you know looking at this and going how hey, what do we do how do we strategize to do this but again thank you all for not only sharing the show but especially those that have been able to step up and help a little with the patron support we're at 99 again for that 100th patron. Yeah, it'll be something really Patriot special. Patron number
3: one hundred. Who wants to be the patron? No. that was bolden at one time. What could I give away that would
0: be? I know you put it out there. That
3: would that would convince somebody to uh, to do that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: How about a how about a super mush daily chill? Oh,
0: that's a nice tool. I, I, I love to this one. That.
3: I got the daily chill. I like that one a lot.
0: Super mush daily chill.
3: This is because so. the, there's three to choose from. I'm I'm going to keep the energy one for me Uh uh-huh um and what's this one here this one is the oh this is the the immunity one here Mm -hmm. um but the super mush daily chill i don't know if you'd be interested in the daily chill by super mush and this has what does this have in it organic uh, reishi Mm -hmm. organic lion's mane and ashwagandha Mm -hmm. not to be confused with wakanda (laughs) <laughs> which by the way that move the, the new did you see the new movies coming out
0: ashwagandha forever. forever
3: yeah so anyway mm-hmm. uh awesome mushroom supplement here um that we've got so i uh, if you'd be interested in getting one of these for free you can become the 100th patron and cool. uh, and i'll send that to you
0: nice uh let's see cindy says walmart has gotten ridiculous as of late a lot of people don't realize whose pocket you're filling since he's invested in it yep mr bill gates And China and all of that. But, yeah, I mean, obviously in an ideal world, we would be able to get everything local and not have to rely on those large big box retailers. But that's part of the discussion to hopefully transition some of our reliance on those systems of distribution. But those habits die hard and often die only when you're threatened with death because you can't eat any other way. And so part of it is encouraging folks to change some habits while you still have the opportunity to choose to change them as opposed to when that choice is made for you. And uh, I guess that's some of the reluctance of changing old habits. It's human nature. I guess we get stuck in the ease of life. And that was another part of our discussion yesterday about oil with Jerome Corsi. He agreed that oil, that, that free flow of even cheap oil, and even at, you know, five bucks a gallon, or if it's dropped below that in some places, relatively speaking, most people are going about their life almost like nothing's happened. Not totally. I mean, they're obviously they're, they're cutting back in certain areas, er- other areas. But it is like having dozens of slaves working for you. The things that we would have to do as humans before the age of cheap, cheap energy via oil—it's uh, quite different. And we don't remember that because most of us never lived through that. That has not been our experience in this life. So we're just all used to ease, and and we don't know when we complain about things that are very real to us what it was like when we actually had to grow food or we'd go hungry. You know, whether you go to Great Depression era. Uh, farms or whether you go further back than that in history so they think this isn't about uh you know the remember they would call all the people that were in or, into organic frou-frou high society elitist it's like everybody's going to be growing organically because they can't afford the the fertilizer that they're trying to Perfect. stop anyway you know yeah. and we could see better health because of it as we've seen we talked marjorie wildcraft about things that have happened in cuba and other embargoed nations and Although we don't want to have to eat dogs and cats like in Venezuela. That's not a good plan. Yeah, I was a pass on that one. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, well, that's all I got.
0: Okay. Well, with that, thank you for being here. We've got, again, Sacred Fire of Liberty tomorrow. Also, Dr. David King out of Wisconsin running for lieutenant governor. And any questions or comments, please submit them or call us and leave us a message at 866-939-2355. 866-939 Bell. And really, Take advantage of this five dollar thing. Oh, it's a triple digit day for Super Don. He's in the sauna, hundred degrees. I see it. Day number two. Yeah. All right. Well, my plan is to go mountain biking with Dr. Ray Andrew in the morning, uh, before the sh- show tomorrow. All right. And and the carbon fiber that he brings, I'm like, oh, like I said, I'm so spoiled. It's like, uh, one day, one day, I've got you know those things that you say. Oh, this is what I would do if I did it, and it's like planning that out. In the meantime, we're talking about getting food <laughs> or growing. Yeah,
3: I'm hungry. I can I can smell something cooking. And guess what? Nobody has texted me yeah. to let me know it's time to eat.
0: They haven't? No one texted me no. to do it? Has anyone I can texted smell the food. They become it, a new patron. It so It is they-
3: causing my stomach to rumble because I'm smelling it, so I'm going to walk out there and eat. Okay. Don't need a text message. Oh, you can
0: smell it. All right, go get it and go get something from the garden as well. We got lots of beautiful lettuce too. We'll have some I got radishes lettuce. to go pull out of the ground. Oh, very cool. All right, man. All right, thanks, y'all. For we'll being be back here. tomorrow. Yeah, God willing, less than 22 hours from now. Thank you.